Okay. I don't want to freak anyone out, but someone here has been possessed by an owl. Woo! That's the thing I don't... Oh, shit. I get it. I've been wanting to do that damn bit for weeks. Weeks, I tell you. The owls are not what they seem. Yeah. Hey, it's one episode 182 of the Fake <laughs> Oh, that's podcast. the intro. <laughs> yes, that was the intro. Hi, guys. That was the intro. I've been wanting to do that damn bit for weeks on end. Who are Man, you? it was so, so subtle. Shut up. That's not an owl, I didn't sorry. even know. <laughs> Can anyone make a vulture sound? I don't even know. <laughs> It's like a pterodactyl. That's, I don't, I don't even know. I don't think that's what vultures sound like. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. That's not what Michael Keaton sounds All right, like. G- All right, guys. L- let's go onward to the introductions. I'm Ben Magnet. This is Ryan Elapis. That's Sparks Witty. And over you. there is, thank you for that, Sparks, is Brandon T. McClure, who completely missed my second joke. Hey, guys. No, I got the, I got it. No, oh, okay. That's Happy good. International Women's Day. All the best X-Men are women. You heard it here You're first. You're not wrong. I'm, I, I know. You're Wolverine, not wrong. Storm. Yeah. Yeah? Called Wolverine. Oh, those are the only two X-Men. <laughs> it's just Wolverine and Storm. It's a weird relaunch. What about Emma Frost? She's she's obviously the best. <laughs> Clearly. She's your I'm best. not biased at all. No, sure. You totally did not name your cat after her. That's for damn Definitely sure. Didn't. Who wants to go first with their, their nonsense? Nonsense? Nonsense. I'll, I'll go I'll I'll go first. Because I basically didn't do a lot either. I did one thing with Sparks. Hey, hey. So we watched an awesome also I like the movie. I did yeah. too. Uh it's a movie called Good Time, starring our boy Robert Battinson. Uh, it's directed by the Safdie. Our, our bad Battinson. Our, our, our bad Battinson. Oh, is that the Weekly Planet room? Yeah. yeah. Our, our bad Battinson. Uh, so Twilight Zone, Robert Pattinson, um, directed by the Safdie brothers who made Uncut Gems. This mm. is their first movie starring Robert Pattinson. And um, it's, a, it's a journey across hell, uh, and it deals with a lot of uh, crazy people and bad people and drugs and, and violence. And it's a, it's, a, it's a good time. Like yeah. actual hell or metaphorical Metaphorical hell. Metaphorical hell. hell. No. Okay. No, it's like it's it's like dealing with like like gang, not gangsters but like criminals and bad guys, and gotcha. thievery and stuff. Um, Robert Pattinson's really good in it. Um, it just makes me more excited because like the more movies I see with him, the more I'm like, oh, this guy's really got it. Yeah, that's why I wanted to watch it too. Yeah, because like this dude has got got the chops, and I'm like, I cannot wait to see him as Batman. I get more and more excited for that Batman he movie. Can, he can day. play more than just dead and handsome. Yes, yeah. I'm it, referring, of course, to Twilight. Oh yeah, and Cedric. <laughs> oh, too soon. Goblet, uh, goblet baby every time uh, Matt Reeves posts something about the Batman I'm stoked yeah oh, every single time I see a Twitter picture or a <sighs> gif or it's like hey this is what the Batmobile looks like and I'm like that is a sexy ass Batmobile Ben that Catwoman picture I retweeted that was, oh, that was fake damn oh. it all yeah cause it looks so good I'm like if that's what she looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring a blanket to the to the, to the movie theater <laughs> cause that is the most beautiful thing Zoe Kravitz or is so l- pretty or at least wear very baggy pants very baggy pants yes. <laughs> that's an erection joke sorry kids um, <laughs> so uh, I watched Good Time uh, I worked uh, six days again this week which sucks but I look at my paycheck and I'm like it's fine it's cool it's fantastic so um, I played a little bit more Battlefront 2 because I re-downloaded that for the fourth time because we there was a new update and I played some Ewok hunting and I played as the Imperial spy guy who looks like Agent Callus from Rebels mm-hmm. um, that game's still a lot of fun um, I read some comics I read some classic uh, Chris Claremont 1975 X-Men uh, and uh, hey that guy knows what he's doing believe it or not there's a reason he wrote X-Men for famous f- writer Chris Claremont yeah it's a reason he wrote the X-Men for 17 years straight <laughs> I guess he uh, he has a, a grasp on those characters and it's really cool to see little of the origins of the new X-Men team which is you know Storm, Colossus, Wolverine like they actually like are antagonistic with the original like Angel and Jean Grey yeah. and, and like Scott is like arguing with Wolverine I'm like this is fun and it's cool to see like this happen like 40, 50 years ago yeah. it's cool um, I think that's it. oh I watched Dune 
I watched the movie Dune because I'm we're doing a uh, bored and annoyed video special today. Yeah. Uh, Sunday the eighth. Happy International Women's Day. Dune's a movie that came out for sure. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> I like it a lot, but there's so many biases towards David Lynch and Twin Peaks that are just so influential on Dune. It's hard for me to separate myself from it. Yeah. Uh, it's objectively a bad movie, but I, I get a lot out of it personally. Yeah. Um, that's, that's mostly it. That's me. Sparkles, do you want to go next? Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> that's it? <laughs> I, I intermittently watch The Office yeah. again mm-hmm. because... That's that's like my go-to downtime. That's so cool that like you're reading X Men <laughs> and like you're watching The Office. I'm like you're all reading X Men, but like you're like things are happening. Like you're like wow, I never like you would watch The Office. It's cool, you're watching The Office now. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You ever seen Parks uh, and Rec? No. It's Please watch that next. Parks and Rec. Yes, watch Parks and Rec. I, I, no offense to uh, someone in the other room, but I think Parks and Rec is infinitely better. I oh, second. It, no, no, it's I like, second that. It's like it built. It's like it goes on the foundation of The Office and it enhances it in like almost every way. Yeah. So right, characters are better too. I've never seen. Par- I've okay. I have seen bits and pieces of The Office. Bits and it's pieces. funny, but I really, really like Parks and Rec a lot more. That Parks and Rec, I watched that, sat down, watched the whole thing, beginning to end. I, mm. I'll admit, you you will like The Office more if you actually watch it because yeah. I've seen like I've no, be, tons and of bits and pieces yeah. randomly. I did not really care for it till I was. And watching this is not it. me okay. uh, 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 being mean to The Office. The Office is an incredible show. No, I show. get you. No, the I just think, is a good show. I think the Parks and Rec is like it's like it improves on the things that The Office like built. Like no, no one I, is dissing I, I the office. Watch, I didn't watch uh, the first two seasons of Parks and Rec because I, I had a hard time getting into it. And I was like, "That's yeah. not crazy." But and my roommate at the time was like, "Look, he, you know what? It really gels when Rob Lowe and um, Adam Scott show up." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started the third season um, without even finishing the first and second, and I've never done that before. Yeah. And after watching the third season and loving it. Uh, I went back to watch the first two seasons and found the appreciation that yeah. I couldn't And find. I don't think, much like I think the first season of The Office, like, it's not bad. It's just, it's finding its footing. Yeah. Also, The Office was kind of just retreading the original, the, the UK office yeah. before it found its own footing. But um, those first seasons are fine, but they both those shows got better and better and better. I think The I think the Office, there's a point where it doesn't get good, and you'll find it. You'll realize it. Catherine Tate shows up. She does. I know. She's cool. Um, I'm well aware of a lot of yeah. things that happen on the And then show. I think Parks and Rec, for the most part, stays consistent in, throughout the whole thing. Ron Swanson's my spirit animal. Oh, he loves bacon. Bring me all the eggs and bacon you have. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 sir. What I'm afraid you think I said was, give me yeah. some eggs and bacon. I meant, give me all of the eggs and bacon. He's, a, uh, he's the only Republican I like. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. He's a libertarian, actually. Oh, that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very conservative. That one stuff. girl comes in, and, she, and she's like, I have to do a thing about the government. How does it work? He's like, it doesn't. Yeah. And she, that's what she writes. It doesn't. Uh... Ben, yeah. do you want to go? Oh, yeah, I guess sure. I was done. Oh, oh are hey, you done? Just, you you were saying, oh, I got literally nothing. So like, no, I know, I know. I, I just, I was going to, I I did watch an episode of Keep Your Hands Off of Aizuken. What's that? Which is my, that? the anime I'm watching. Cool. Uh, that's, that's the new one we started, which is about the girls who are trying to make an anime oh, yeah, in yeah. their film club. Um, the animation on that is, is exceptional. It's, it's, it's not animated like an anime. It's a show. It's animated like an anime film. Like the kind that it, it's not quite on that budgetary level, but the way that the designs are done, it the, the uniqueness of it is it's it's not conventional. Right and then nothing about it is conventional uh, in design, and I really enjoy it. Um, so I, I watched that. I've watched a couple of episodes of season six of Clone Wars, Red, because I'm trying to get up to season seven, 
And then um, the the other thing that I have a lot of time to do is like listen to podcasts and stuff. So I've listened to political podcasts. Yeah, uh, this, this week the time. because it was Super Tuesday and that was awful. Super shitty Tuesday. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, this was an awful week. I asked uh, what happened, but I shouldn't. We'll talk off mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good week. Um, and it's uh, one of those weeks where you're like, maybe it is hopeless, <laughs> but it's not. It never is. Welcome to my world, Ryan. No, I know. I yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, Waypoint. So that's been I love Waypoint. Me, that's been making me itch for the video game stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I was gonna say is that the other podcast I bounce around with a lot right now is Office Ladies, uh, which I'm almost entirely caught up on. Cool. Which is Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey from The Office talking about The Office episode by episode, uh, which goes hand in hand with what I'm doing really well. Right. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, it's just school. Yeah. yeah. And work. Mm. Yep. Yep. And then school, and then work, and then. Well, you get the idea. That's the title of your autobiography. If I died right now, <laughs> if I died right now, yes. Let's not tempt fate. Ben? Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. I actually did quite a bit. Good. Good. Okay. Um, so, Do it. Uh, okay, so right after we were done recording last week, uh, last weekend, um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo dropped. I got home. It's around like midnight or 1.30 in the morning. Ryan texts me. He's like, Ben, look. It's time. I download it, I play it, I don't go to bed till 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I am so ready for this game. I cannot freaking wait. And also, Ryan, you and I actually uh, played it together today. We sure did. There might or might not, not spoilers, there's going to be a Basement Arcade special for the demo coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you played it, I played it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait for this game. It's so good. I freaking love the combat system the way they implement it with the ATB and everything. It just looks so damn pretty. It's like, it's if you've played like the newest Final Fantasies like 15 or Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, the combat system's kind of like that while yeah. still doing some of the uh, active time battle system yep. nonsense. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, I think the demo's really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I just can't wait for this game. So, yay, April uh, April 10th. Can't very very soon. Um, so, Ryan, what's up? I finally started something that you've been wanting me to play for the longest time. You subscribe to my Pornhub account? No. God, no. I thought what? you had a Pornhub account. No, it's too expensive. Oh. Well, why? No. I, st- I started playing Nier Automata. Thank you. Side note, I would subscribe. Thank you. I'd support you. Thank you. Can't guarantee I'd watch. Hey, uh, I just want your dollar. Exactly. <laughs> you fill, you got to fill out the holes. Just record, ben. just record videos like that guy who's in the business suit, and he just tells you how to do like simple chores around the house. Oh. <laughs> Have you heard about that? No. <laughs> Go on. I'm into it. So, Ben, tell me about yeah. um, Nier Automata, one of the greatest games of all time. I'm not very far. I just got to the desert, or I just beat the desert where, um, man. Did you have a giant boss fight with, yeah, a, with a giant saw thing? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, I cool. did. I got, to the, I got to the Goliath, and then um, I got to, because, I mean, do you guys know any? I mean, Brandon, you should know some stuff about Nier because you heard Ryan talk about it. Yes. Uh, Sparks, do you know? I talked more about the story than actually the gameplay because the right. gameplay shifts a lot, which it I really like. Does it at first I didn't. Li- at first I didn't think I was gonna like it because right when this, you start the game, it's like um, a bu- it's a bullet hell shooter. Yeah. It's an on the rail shooter, kind of like Galaga or Gradius or those type of games. Like a spaceship shooter. Yeah, a spaceship shooter, and then it transforms. It's like. And I'm like, okay. You're, tr- you're, you're a transforming mech robot lady. Yeah. And then once you get on the ground, you have these two swords. I'm like, wait. Then it turns into God of War. It's um, it's so, it's a mix of genres that I didn't think I was going to like. But I'm like, this is actually really cool. And then the camera switches and the, the style of uh, gameplay switches wherever you are. And I'm like, man, this is weird. But I kind of really dig it. 
and it's and you're just at the beginning, uh, and you like it yeah. so far. So if you like it now, well, you're, you're I just love got it. to the oh, so the desert. So this is the like in the first two hours of the game. So I'm I'm totally fine with spoiling this. You fight these ro- these machines, and they start talking, and they're like run away, scared, kill androids, kill, kill, and then you get to like this nest of these machines, and. This, there's one machine that's cradling like uh that's like rocking a cradle like there's a baby inside but there's nothing inside of it and there's other machines who are trying to make it's a the baby. husk of a machine like rocking a, a cradle that's empty yeah and like why is this machine and that then there are other machines that are doing the nasty they're straight up having sex right there oh they bang them. or at least they're trying to and they don't have machines. they don't have a uh, uh, people parts they're just they're, they're, they're pieces just of metal. So you fight these horde of machines like the Transformers movies yes yeah yeah so you fight these horde of machines and then they come. They like merge into one, and they birth a weird android thing. That's they gave birth like basically to like an, like know, Android Seventeen. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah, and you have to fight it, mm-hmm. and the whole time we're killing. Isn't he naked? Yeah, yeah, he's naked. But there's like there's nothing shown. There's like pretty sure it, I've seen a Pornhub episode about no, this. It's, 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 it's he's a Ken doll. That's what he is. He's he looks a like a Ken, Ken doll. doll. And it's super, I could be into that. Yeah. And it's super weird. And all the while, to, um, 9S, your friend, to um, like, because I'm on the 2B route. This takes place in the far future where humanity is no longer on Earth and robots are They're there. They're chilling up on the moon. And it's a sequel to Drakengard. Yep. Which is which wild. Which is a fantasy series that takes place thousands of years in the past. It's it's wild to me. It's fantastic. Yo, Near Automata is weird, but I'm really enjoying it. Oh, man. I, I just, I'm so glad you started because once you get to the shit, you're just going to be like, oh, this is what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, I'm borrowing a Sparks' copy because he never opened it, so I had to go you, you opened it. Ooh, I did. Know. But also, I was about to put in the DLC for it, and I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Cause oh, this yeah. Is don't not, take it from me. No, this is not my copy. This is Sparks. You will not take her from me. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna so even though I'm currently borrowing the game of the Yoha edition, I'm just gonna do the baseline one because I don't want to take Sparks' DLC. Good, appreciate good. that. Yeah, he bought it. Uh, what else? What else? I started Star Wars Rebels. I'm two episodes good. into that. I was able to get my comic books this week, so that made me super happy because I got a whole lot of X Men. Uh, I got Star Wars issue three, and I got Sonic the Hedgehog twenty six. So I'm like, yay. Uh, what else did I do? Got to the time skip on my Golden Deer run for Fire Emblem, so I'm now five years in the future. Ooh. All my students are grown up, and they're all now very depressing. Because before it's like, oh yeah, we're we're fighting, but this is like we're kids and it's fun, it's fine. Now it's it's like I had to do it. I'm like, oh god, five years of war. That's right. Mm, shit went down. Child soldiers. Oh lord. Well, they're not children anymore. Men soldiers. They're ready to murder you. I love murder. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale. It's a, uh, oh, man, I, I love that game. But now I have to try and find time to switch between Nier Automata and Fire Emblem Three Houses again. Uh, you should play the one that you don't actually own. Yeah, I, I probably should. There you go. I, which I probably did. Free I actually played I, I played more Nier yesterday. I didn't touch Fire Emblem this whole weekend. Good. Yeah. You have anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, if I write my stuff down. It might help. It's true, all of it. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you yeah, I'm done. Could, I'm okay. done. All right. Uh, I actually got quite a bit to say. Uh, say what you need to say. First off, uh, I'm going to start this way. Uh, we are subscribed on YouTube. This is for you as much as it is for the audience. So we are subscribed to YouTube on a channel called Totally Not Mark. There are tons of Dragon Ball channels. I know that guy. Yeah. I've watched some of his videos. There are tons of Dragon Ball channels out there um, on YouTube. His is the best. I think his are super positive and really in- engaging and interesting. Um, he did. He's a huge fan of uh, Dragon Ball Z Bridge, as we all are, mm-hmm. and uh, he did a three-part documentary 
with Dragon with the creators of Dragon Ball Z Bridge. Team Four Star. Uh, Team Four Star. Uh, a three part documentary on both of their channels. Awesome. That, so he like interviewed them and created this documentary uh, series of each season, one episode per season. Um, I started the first one. It's really good. It's really cool to see like it's been twelve years that these guys have been doing this, and so, like Team Four Star was doing that. So it's cool to see like the thought process from the back. And I highly recommend. I, I actually also watched this. Oh, cool. I'm glad. Um, I saw Lamp Life on Disney Plus, which is the uh, Bo Peep story. What oh. happens to her after, th- after three? Oh. Um, and that's not the interesting part. It's kind of cute. But uh, I had no idea, and I'm sure you knew about the Sparks. Tom Hanks doesn't always do the voice of Woody. Yeah, his brother. His brother does. Yeah, this is true. Yep. I was I was watching this. I I, I guess I've never heard his brother's voice in the Toy and anything Toy Story that I've seen, or if I have, I was, I was young. And he shows up, and and Woody's talking to Bo. And I'm like, that's not Tom Hanks. Doesn't he do? Isn't he the voice in Kingdom Hearts three? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mo- every time Woody's in video games. Is his brother? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know, because I know that wasn't Tom Hanks. It's me, like, George Hanks. I don't know his name. Bobby, might be George. Bobby B. Hanks. Um, uh, like all of us, I'm reading the X Men and liking it. True. Um, I, I, uh, I caught up on X Force, X Men, and Excalibur. I I think dude X Force is so good. Yeah. All the X Force all the X-Men books are good but like there's something specific that I really like about X Force. It has like just that grit that the other ones don't have and I like that sometimes in my X Force books. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff with Domino is so good. Yeah. And like Colossus is like suicidal and he's like when we Colossus should just kill each other and just end the sadness and we will re- be re- reborn yeah. without our sadness. And like that's not how it works. <laughs> and, the, and Domino is like bring me back but keep my scars like yeah. I want to remember. Um, it's some shit man. Basically uh you're they're, reading X Force. He, so. He's not caught up, and he hasn't read X Force yet. Oh uh, well, X Force basically they're they're like stripping Domino for parts because her power is based off luck. Mm-hmm. So this group of enemies uh, kidnapped Domino and basically ripped off parts of, like half of her skin and sewed it to their skin. Yeah. So they have luck powers and like they can bypass security and like that's how Charles Xavier was assassinated in the first issue of X Force. Yes, that's like the, the because thing that, they got lucky. Yes, and did you read Charles's confession data page? Think so. I'm sure it you is. had to have because again I mentioned it weeks ago. The assassination, yes, the, yes. Sa- the assassination yes. happened. Maybe wasn't uh, exactly uh, accidental. Yeah, and it's really shady. And like the more the more we learn about Krakow and how shady Xavier is being, I'm like, man, he's really going to the ends of the earth for his people, especially in, in, in bad X- ways, and especially in X Men. Like, uh, what, you know, I don't necessarily believe that the X Men. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe the X Men are a cult right They're now. They're not a cult. Um, They're a, it's but 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't blame people for thinking so yes. because the way Xavier is acting. Yes. Actually, I have something to, to talk about. That. So one of the books I got was Fantastic Four X Men number two. Hell yeah! I read it. It's freaking amazing. Everyone should be reading that series. But also. They're talking to Scott. It's Sue Storm. Uh, like Reed is talking to Scott. He's like, "Hey, where's Franklin?" And Scott's like, "Dude, I don't know where your kid is." Oh God, the Fantastic but Four mess up. But then Sue is like, "Oh hell no!" She is like, a, "She's mom number it's, one." It's weird because as I'm reading X Men, four. Because oh. as I'm reading X Men, I'm like, "Yeah, the X Men are doing their thing." They're like, "Like mutants are like, hey, no more." Like I, I read to I, am, I haven't finished issue seven yet, but it was Exodus talking to. Oh wait. With, Ex- Exodus. No, yeah. that's, that's not. No, Exodus is talking to these kids, and they're talking about Scarlet Witch, and they're like, "No, Pretender," and she said, "No, no, no more mutants." So we see no more to that. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, the X Men have been persecuted, and hey, don't do that." 
But now as hey, don't I'm, do that. But as I'm reading uh, Fantastic Four um, X-Men, I'm like, maybe Scott and the X-Men aren't the good guys. Nope. Okay, and, okay maybe so. Maybe they're not the best. Uh, what are the, yeah. One of the things I like about it so much is that it they are they are existing in a morally gray area yeah. perpetually yeah. because they are trying to build a nation and mm-hmm. assert their dominance over that nation yeah. uh, and on the world stage. So I understand if people are looking at the X Men like a little bit iffy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I'm with them. Yeah, though. it's uncharted yeah. territory, so it's hard to say what's right or wrong it, when you're dealing with a group of people who have been uh, uh, killed time and time again. Yeah, like, like it's like it's it is morally great. Like, like when I'm reading, uh, like when when I'm reading Marauders and Kitty, or excuse me, Kate. Sorry, you got like it. Kate Pride is sailing the world trying to rescue mutants here and there. I'm like, yeah, that, that's fine. Pe- these mutants are but, being held under against their will, and they want to go to home to Krakoa. But if I may, Magneto, when when Magneto and Xavier and Apocalypse go to see the World Council, oh, Magneto flushes says out like we're doing the same thing that you guys do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there, where and they, do you think we learned it from? Like yeah. they straight up say, "We learned like, this from you." Like they straight up say, "It's like, yeah." So this peace conference, um, Cyclops and that who was that other guy? Cyclops and uh, I don't know. Gorgon. Gorgon. Uh, yeah. yeah, Cyclops and Gorgon just take out that strike team. But one just of the things is like easy. Like Xavier's like they're just like you listen to all the things like we're not the ones who brought armed guards to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. whoa. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm, I really, I really, really like the X Men books right now. Yeah, and I've never read the X Men books before, and I'm super excited to be reading them. You know what? Same here. I'm um, glad for everyone here. Yeah, um, I caught. No, I'll say this first. Uh, the Witcher soundtrack is on Spotify. <laughs> the full thing um, was Jaskier. All, all three of Jaskier's songs nice. are on there, and I've been singing them a lot. Um, Toss a coin. Toss a coin to the Witcher is really great. So are his other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like those two. Yeah, his Toss a coin is the most famous one. I just watched one. an interview with the guy playing who plays Jaskier, and um, he's a big fan of all the metal covers too. Yeah. And there was like a montage of all the metal covers of Toss a coin. I'm like, oh, they're all cool. That's cool. I actually bought one of the metal covers from this one guy that was on iTunes. I'm like, because I really I listen to you it on YouTube. Him. I li- listen to him on YouTube a lot. He's on like my YouTube playlist. And then when I saw I could buy the song on iTunes, I'm like, I'll spend a dollar for that. Um, you tossed a coin to him. I tossed a coin. Let's. I I watched Castlevania season two. I did not finish. I did not watch season three. Um, I didn't get the time, but I did watch Castlevania season two. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I I know last week I said you know the animation is stiff, and you know what that is true. Uh, but they put a lot of money into those action sequences because my god, I think that's why I'm okay with it because like when people are talking, I don't need them to be completely fully animated all yeah. the time. But the action is where like all right, this is where the money goes, and like that final like episode, that final shit, episode, man, that's awesome. a battle when when Alucard is fighting Dracula. Oh boy, all the all the vampire priestesses. God. Uh, dude, season three, like the hype is so real. Yeah, because like everyone I've heard, like, dude, this is like next level good. Like, dude, they, they got a perfect the ten on IGN. Yeah, one, that's of, cool. one of the things that I uh, that I really liked about Castlevania season two is uh, Dracula and Alucard are fighting, and their father and son. And there's a moment when they're in their room, and I'm not gonna spoil what happens at the it's end. So, of the oh, that moment is so good. But, but Dracula like breaks down. He's like, I'm fighting my son. I'm fighting the best thing you ever gave to me. As he's because you know we've all read, watched the first season. His, his wife died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the reason he's becoming a monster. And yeah, stuff, yeah, and it's awesome yeah. to see like this epic fight sequence and then just dracula breaks down see if they just man if that dracula untold movie were just like what castlevania yeah. is shit yeah so good uh castlevania might be the best video game adaptation honest honestly like without seeing season three but knowing it's so good like re- yeah 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 mm-hmm. I, I think i that, can't argue that i think they cracked it like good job warren ellis <laughs> they did it um and then, I, so I, I, I watched, uh, because of actually Castlevania, I decided to buy the last two episodes of Helsing. I had not bought them yet, and so therefore I had not seen them. 
Um, for those of you guys who don't know, Helsing is an is an anime um, that's based around Dracula and Van Helsing, but Blah. descendants of Van Helsing have this group, and Dracula is under their control and named Alucard. Um, I, there are ten uh, manga chapters, ten mangas. Um, and they were adapted into a TV series that's not very good. And then they did OVAs for each manga to make a more truthful adaptation. And Funimation used the same voice actor, so it all seemed consistent. Um, I watched the first eight of those. They're incredible. Nice. Uh, so, I, so because Castlevania, I was hungering for some more vampire stuff, some more vampire action. And a lot of things in Castlevania reminds me of, of Helsing. So I decided to buy those last two episodes. You should watch BBC Dracula on Netflix. Maybe. I'll watch Helsing first. Yeah. It's been a it's been a long time since I've tried to play gotcha. Helsing. Um man, I would say I would love to play um there's a 360 Castlevania game called Lords of Shadow and it's like it's a God of War type game um that has Patrick Stewart as a second main character. Oh he, yeah, I, and, I've heard of this. And uh I think that'd be a fun game for us to play. The problem is it's way too long. Yeah. It's like it's a God of War like God of War 1 type game, not the new God of War. Yeah. It's like that, but it's like 25 hours long. Mm-hmm. It's just way too long and like stuff for no reason, almost like Alien Isolation. Yeah. But uh the stuff in that game is super cool, Dracula. Yeah. Um then I saw two movies this week. I saw Emma, which is Ani Taylor Joy and Bill Nagy. Um, yeah, it's really delightful. This is the latest in a long line of adaptations of this of this book, this Jane, Jane Austen book, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was quite charming, very funny. Um, it's pretty good. It's I pretty like Anya Taylor Joy a lot. Yeah, um, but I also saw Call of the Wild. Oh, how's that fake dog? Actually, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's great, but I, I think the I, the the Rotten Tomato score is like seventy six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with that. It is a it's like a seven. Yeah, it's a, like a seven out of ten. It's it's a it's a fun movie. Uh, Harrison Ford is not in it for as long as you think. Oh, is there a second main character? Omar Sy. Oh, it, so so there's a lot of Omar Sy is the 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 French guy from Jurassic World. If you guys remember him. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, he uh, he's one of the characters. It's ba- it's Warhorse. Where the main character isn't Harrison Ford, it is the dog. Okay. Like Warhorse, the main character is the horse. Yeah. Um, and it goes through these different stories, uh, and that's Bradley Whitford's in it. Um. Dan Stevens and Karen Gillan are a couple in it. I had no idea they were in this movie. And when they showed up, Dan Stevens is like this hoity-toity British man. I was just like, that's effing Dan Stevens. I want more Dan Stevens cameos just pop out of nowhere. Legion, what are you doing here? Because it was so weird. It's just out of nowhere. And I was just kind of like, man, every movie should have a random Dan Stevens cameo. Now, my... I love animals. I cried. But I am... I... Personally, I am over most just dog movies in general because yeah. nine out of t- nine times out of ten, even if they're good, the emotional manipulation is there just to make you sad to make to make the movie feel like it's earned. Yeah. Does this does this have is this a good movie or is it emotional manipulation? I think it's a pretty good movie. Okay. Um, I I don't I won't say that there is no emotional yeah. manipulation. I mean, but the thing is, like, it, I mean, you never read the book. No. Yeah. I, that that book is old. Yeah. Uh, and so like it, if it's following the book, like there's stuff that that is emotionally tugging with that dog but I mean that's just that's just being a book yeah like it's not the same as what a lot of the dog movies today are I can't imagine that they would fill in that well see I I don't know source material no sure sure that's what I'm saying is like I read that book and like that book has like emotional ups and downs and all that kind of stuff but it's it's not the same kind of like forced emotion thing that you feel when you're seeing those dog movie trailers today yeah and I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that they force that in okay I didn't see it but I know that the book doesn't have that kind of thing yeah. it's it's you know it's an older novel and it's been adapted a lot also the, mm. there's there's like 20 adaptations wow. there's show animated like 
tons of movies. One from the 30s. Oh, I didn't dog. realize how the book was, how, how old the book was until I saw like the earliest adaptation. Yeah, it's really old. Um, Did everyone see me? that Togo movie? Togo. The, 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 Will, Will, the one with Willem Dafoe. That's also has a dog Plus. in it. We watched the trailer for it. Willem Dafoe. Oh, no. That's with the real dog. I want to, though, because it has a real dog. So <laughs> I so I was watch, So I was looking for like other adaptations. Real dog foe. And there was this thing where uh, I remember these old animated movies. I wanted to bring this up. There is a Call of the Wild animated film. Uh, there's a white, fr- a white Fang animated film. And I don't remember that. I, I remember watching this, and I thought it was crazy because I thought I made it up. I'm so happy I didn't. I wonder if you guys know this, too. The Adventures of Young Moby Dick. No. No. It is an animated movie starring Moby Dick as a, uh, as kid? a kid. Why? And a little boy does he going meet the wolf? on adventures. Or the wolf. Does he meet the, the, the whale as a kid? The kid. No, it's not Ahab. It's just a kid oh. who meets a young Hold Moby up. Dick. Oh, sorry. Moby Dick the whale. <laughs> Moby Dick is a whale. No, it's... That seems dumb. <laughs> it is. I mean, Wait, it's, so it's, a human programming. Hold up. So a human kid meets the whale, or it's just the story of the whale? It's it a, is a kid's television animated show version of Young Moby Dick that is basically Free Willy. But that's a bad... You're not wrong. Oh, Hold up. Is there a scene where there's an oil spill and... The, oh, no. I might, I might be thinking of this. Artemis Fowl, Moby Dick, and Young Moby Dick, where they make him Free Willy and they make him a good guy when well, he's actually a bad guy. Well, what was so... Uh, Moby Dick's not the bad guy. Well, you know what I mean. Um, he's the antagonist. Hey, can, can you show me the the, the picture of it? Once? I always remember they find this other this uh, this like old ass white sperm whale. Um, I remember specifically the animation. I'm showing Ben the picture oh, now. Oh, that looks like a happy mm. whale. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if is this he is... riding it like Free Willy? Yes. What the farts? That's what I'm saying. Okay, so no, I've seen that's it. not the one because I I remember watching. Uh, I remember this rent- is the second one I found. By the way, there are two animated right. Moby Dicks. No, because there's so a, you might be thinking of the other one. I remember a movie I borrowed from Blockbuster as a kid. Animated where, Moby Dicks. I don't know if it. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know if it was Moby Dick or not, but it was a movie about this whale trying to just like go through life. And there's this part where there's this oil spill, and this humpback drowns. Like you see him on the That's bottom of the bad. ocean, I don't remember dead, all. smiling, eyes this wide open. Animated? Yes. What did you watch? I don't remember. Jesus, it's messed up. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. That was a dark ass children's movie too. Shit. I have one more thing. Go for it. Um, I uh, we're behind on Star Trek Picard, so I have not had a chance to uh, talk about this with anybody yet. But I'm going to mention briefly some thoughts on the latest Star Trek Picard episode uh, because we are we we see Commander Riker and Counselor Troy again. I've seen pictures of them, and I try very hard not to project familial bonds onto fictional characters. I see it a lot. You know, people get like really attached to a fictional character, and they think like, "Oh my God, I'd die for them." When I was watching this, I would die for Riker. And watching Picard, <laughs> watching Picard hug Will and Diana again, and, and Deanna again, and I was like, my family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had a really hard time not saying that. And they have a kid. Will and Will and oh, they do. Will and Deanna have a awesome. kid. Awesome, a daughter, a, right? A little daughter. Does she have a goatee? No. Damn. Uh, a daughter named Kestra, who's actually the name of Deanna's uh, older sister, who died before she was born. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm watching the, see see this this little girl. I'm like, my niece, <laughs> <laughs> my baby girl. Um, I had I had a really hard time, and I and it was really hard not to cry in this episode. Seeing them together again, seeing Jonathan Frakes was hasn't acted in 15 years, and mm-hmm. Will Riker was my favorite character on Next Generation. So seeing him back, like he shows up, 
Picard's like, I'm in danger. Riker's like, okay, shields up. What what are we does dealing he, with? Does he sit in a chair like a boss like he always does? Like, no. He always sits in a chair backwards like no, a cool guy? He does make a pizza throughout the most of the episode, though. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. What a chef. There's also this There's also this moment um, where... So so Picard has found Soji. Last week we met Hugh, who was the who was a Borg from the original from the original Next Generation series. Um, so we found Soji, who's this girl, who's this android girl that they're trying to chase. The Romulans want her. The Federation want her. Was that, she in episode one? That girl? Yeah, she's okay. in episode one. And so so she uh, so she shows up, and and Riker's like, okay, I understand you don't want to tell me because I don't want to put my, me and my family in danger. Um, but I'm going to guess, and you don't have to tell me I'm right. Because he met he met Soji, and Soji does this little head tilt, like a dog, like Data. Oh, and so he so he so he goes. Uh, so you're running for So you want me to run cloaking scan? So you're running from Romulans uh, because you're so scared. I'm going to guess the Secret Service, the Romulan Secret Service, and like, okay. Uh, also, she's Data's daughter. I recognize the head tilt. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, Riker. I'm a detective. Go Riker. And he's listening to jazz. It was just such a. It's nice seeing those. It was so yeah. nice to see them together. I mean, that happens again, like like when the Force Awakens came out. Yeah. Uh, like when you see older characters you haven't seen in a long time. Like it, it is it is special to see them again. Yeah, yeah. especially characters that mean so much to you. Yeah, uh, which that the next generation cast uh, means for me. Um, I won't say say my criticism of the episode. I'll say that for the search card fake nerd watch. But it was just so nice to see Riker back and and Deanna Troy. It was just so wonderful. Although he called he uh, Picard kept calling him Commander Riker, and I was like. Commander Riker. He was promoted to captain. Excuse me. I'm sure they wouldn't call him commander if it wasn't for an actual. There's got to be. They wouldn't mess up like force that. of habit. Maybe. I mean, okay, no, they would mess up like that. They, they these are the creators to do to do that. Oh, uh, Akiva Goldsman and Alex Kurtzman are not known for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Shall we move on to our bread and butter? Is it BB time? And here is your bread and your butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to get started, we do have actually some sad news that happened this Every week. Every week. Um, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Lipton, the host uh, of Inside the Actor Studio for 22 seasons, um, and he was a famous actor and writer, uh, the warden from Arrested Development, if mm-hmm. anybody saw that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he died this week at the age of 93 years old. Long life. Long yeah. life. I was a when I was a teenager and I was like super into film and I wanted to go to film school and stuff. I watched every single one of his episodes. Right. Uh, that dude is super fun and interesting and like he seems very dry and dull, but he's got a wicked sarcastic sense of humor that I really like. And his my favorite question of his, he'd always ask them at the end of the interview, "What's your favorite swear word?" Oh, really? Every single one. And yeah. and it's in the- he had like a, a list of like quick ones that are are like you know, what's your favorite word? What's your least favorite word? What's your favorite swear word? What's uh. Uh, you know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite place? All yeah. these kinds he's a of very things. he was a very interesting uh, a guy to watch interview other people because uh, he's very particular. But like he got to the root of like acting, which is a weird thing to say. But um, all those things are on YouTube. Like check it out. Like uh, it's, it's it's a sad. But again, he was ninety three. That's a long ass life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's a big deal because like inside the actor's studio was the only place at the time where you would see actors have that kind of an interview conversation prior to YouTube existing yeah. and people creating these new outlets where they can do that. But he's been doing this, this for, for 30 years. Right. I don't know how long. And that, that was like the first place where you got to like, know, like really see the actors like yeah. being them, who they are yeah. themselves in an interview. And that just doesn't, every other interview that you'd ever see outside of that was always like 
for marketing a film. Like very generic. It's not. Yeah, it's not of... getting into who they are. And this yeah. was one of the only like instances where that happened. Method. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, back then, and that's that's really cool. Uh, there's a famous case. Uh, it involves Kevin Spacey. Funny enough, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper was a film student in New York. And he was in the audience, and he got to ask Kevin Spacey a question about acting, and then oh, look, cool. and then look like fifteen years later, that dude's a huge movie star now. Yeah. Right. It's just cool to see like that 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 was a cool thing for for film people. Right. Yeah. Inside the Actors Studio is still happening; it's mm-hmm. still going on. It's on its twenty third season. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a blow to the entertainment industry. He's mm-hmm. a great writer, great actor, great interviewer. James Lipton. Yeah. yeah. He will be missed. Yeah. Um, Lipton T is great. We have a lot of news surrounding the coronavirus. Shit, dog. It was a week for Lord. things not happening. Remember to wash your hands, people. That's what they say? Yes. Real quick, uh, for people who don't know, uh, hand sanitizer is antibacteria. The coronavirus is a virus. You, you ought to wash your hands. Hand sanitizer does not do anything except like get the shit off the, the surface. Wash your hands. Right. Don't just use hand sanitizer. Yeah. So just people are buying hand sanitizer off the racks like it's yeah. like, like, you got to wash your hands. Soap. So that's, I got, that's so my thing. Danny has some stories. Yeah. I work oh, at a restaurant. I, I, I know, I've been I know told you, plenty I know about you work at a restaurant. No, not just from that, but from people lining up at Costco oh my God, yeah. hours before the store opens. Having, my girlfriend's uh, store, she comes into work. There's a line around the damn having building. Having riots for water? Over at the Chino Hills one. That's like five miles from where we are right now. So uh, Megan and her boss were supposed to go to a trade show at the mm-hmm. Anaheim Convention Center this week. And the day before they canceled. Oh, the that day makes sense. Why? Before, okay. because of the coronavirus. Yeah, and I'm like, you. That's so. And like, we are not in our area at that higher risk. That I no. think that was worth canceling on all those people that late notice. Yeah, that was extreme. No. Yeah, I. That's actually a good segue into our, into our, t- into the actual news, not about the coronavirus. Um, but what the coronavirus has panic has yes. done yeah um the movie the new james bond movie the 25th james bond movie has been pushed no time to die has been pushed from its april release date to november 25th this is bonkers eight months later eight months later puts it in direct competition with godzilla versus kong yeah i don't think that's competition really no uh not really <laughs> kind of I'd, I'd i'd hope it would be but i don't think it is <laughs> i i just think i think we've all seen enough good monster movies and seeing the box office of them to just know even though this is like a big Avengers level monster movie if they didn't do it for King of the Monsters I just don't know yeah. I just don't know how it could and this that movie looked freaking awesome and they're going to they're going to market the hell out of this being the 25th Bond film it's Daniel Craig's last outing he's yeah. on SNL this week yeah this is ridiculous yeah, that's the thing is like the yeah. marketing's happening now they're re-releasing all of his films on 4k yeah this week this coming week to help promote that movie that's not coming out yeah. until this later reminds me this of when now. Uh, New Mutants was coming out three years ago mm-hmm. and they released that New Mutants miniseries a week before the yeah. movie was they supposed to come out they wouldn't have dropped Billie Eilish's single when they did <laughs> yeah. if yeah. the movie was coming out later this year now um, they're it's like oh it's coming out November now I'm like this is so nuts. here's the here's the quote uh, MGM Universal and Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli uh, announced today that after careful considerations and thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace the release of No Time to Die will be postponed until November 2020 uh, this is not the so this is uh, in direct response to a bunch of analysts saying uh, box office analysts being like because of the coronavirus fear the box office this year will probably lose $5 billion globally. I guess, uh, we don't know the the numbers for Onward yet. yet. Uh, I think that would be a good indication because we're like in the thick of it now yeah. to see if, if this movie makes $100 million then we'll be fine, right? Yeah. Like it seems like... Supposedly. Yeah. But it, but it, it's it's like people are like, just because people are scared to go out, 
Yeah. People aren't going to, people already don't go see the movies anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, funny thing is, because I saw Onward last night, it was Saturday night, and I went to Harkins, and normally Saturday at Harkins, busy. What'd you get? S- super packed. Did you get popcorn? No. You got to pick me a picture, Ben. Like one of his French girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when Fanny and I went to go see the movie, we got, we went for, a, yeah, it was a 950 showing, but we got there, it was empty. I don't know if this, and we were like, this is weird. Even though it's a Disney movie, we had those a pa- picks we had are packed to you. Yeah. Those, all, all the headlines are already saying that Onward's coming in with an unusually low Pixar opening weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, down $100 million from last year. Wow. Well. And honestly, like any Pixar film should open higher than it is, I'm assuming. Right? It's not like, it's like the lowest opening. They're, I, I, I didn't see that, but they're saying it's unusually low. Yeah. As for this time of year, like the, the the summer's coming up, people are supposed mm-hmm. to be like, if Black Widow also comes in lower, Onward has made sixty eight million dollars worldwide. Yeah, that's that's low for a Pixar movie. That is low for, yeah. a, Pixar is low for a Pixar movie. That is very low for a Pixar. Um, movie. yeah. So, uh, anyways, but no time to die. That's eight months later. That the hype's gonna die. Yes, mm-hmm. that's. I'm I'm honestly not I'm not too worried because again it is. It is like the 25th Bond movie. They will remarket it again. Yeah, but nobody else is moving the release dates. Yes, that's that's interesting. Yeah. God, I wonder if Godzilla gets pushed again. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking far more about like where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, 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 Eternals isn't going to move. Right. I think Disney is not going to move well, any other movies. If anyone, with, if anyone would I have a reason to move, Black I Widow, now wonder, I guess. I now wonder if they'll move Mulan. I don't think so. If Mulan's onwards, two weeks. Onwards... Not performing well, and that's no, them. I, know. I think it's I think it's too late. <laughs> well, it's clear. I would have said that about Bond too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was No Time to Die supposed to come out? April, April. Hmm. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. That's all right. Here we go. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like Mulan is one where they're really aiming for like that international box office hard. Oh yeah, and that's if true. they're not going to get it. Then they will postpone it. They will. I'm sure they've already it. postponed Mulan once. Yeah, No Time to Die spot opened. <laughs> move it a week you know what that's true they might they might if they think that the situation will improve in just a few weeks Mm -hmm. and would be better optics for them they really might yeah it's possible anything's possible at this point yeah um such as emerald city comic-con yeah after being after a ton of cancellations from studios and publishers um, i saw so many comic creators were like i don't wanna maybe D- die yeah. yeah dc straight up said we're not going to any convention in the month of march um and a bunch of creators are being like i'm pulling out and pulling out emerald city comic-con has decided to uh by the way they're offering refunds to those of you who've already bought tickets if you can't which is great good for them um but they have pushed it to the summer 2020 it was supposed to be this month this mm. next week i believe yeah. yeah um uh they pushed it to to summer 2020 they've not announced a date yet but they will um that's that's difficult for a convention oh. like this to move yeah. oh yeah I um I also want to bring up because you, you have it on those that South by Southwest uh, also got yes, uh, canceled. That, that, was oh, yeah. thing. that is that is arguably the biggest indie festival in the United States, and uh, I saw so many like Scott Derrickson, uh, who uh, not director of Doctor Strange too. Uh, he tweeted, uh, the cancellation of South by Southwest is a devastating blow to a lot of indie filmmakers who have spent a year preparing for this. Like, this is the biggest, this is where a lot of our genre movies that we love f- are get their first premieres at. Yeah. And I've seen so many tweets from from young filmmakers saying, I, I am losing so much. The city of Austin is losing $350 million. Here's the thing, though. Austin <laughs> is the one who did it. Yeah. So, so, so the South by Southwest has uh, released a statement really throwing the city the city ordinance under the bus uh they're like 
As recently as Wednesday, Austin Public Health stated that there's no evidence that closing SX SXSW uh, or any other gatherings will make the community safer. However, the situation evolved rapidly, and we honor and respect the city of Austin's decision. Also, the Games Developer Conference. Yeah, GDC. Yes. Has been postponed to later this year because of the coronavirus. And that is the Because what happened, yeah. it started with everyone at Sony said, we're not going. Yep. And once Sony said it's not going, then Nintendo said it wasn't going. Mm -hmm. And once that happened, every other studio was like, well, we're not going to be the people who send people and people get sick. Yeah. So everybody backed out. And yeah. now they've said, they've claimed they postponed it to later in the year, but everybody's like, no, nah, that's canceled, bro. Yeah. That's 100% canceled. So I, I'm going to a convention. And that was supposed to be next week, by the way. Oh, shit. The GDC. Yeah. God damn. Now, I'm going to um, SoCal Gaming Expo is at the end of this month, uh, March 27th. But that's a very, very small It's con. very small. Very small. However, one of the uh, um, YouTubers I follow, once someone who I was really hoping to meet, Nintendo, canceled. Because mm -hmm. I mean, he's from the Midwest, and he doesn't want to fly out to, and to get people sick. Understandable, but still a lot of people. And I'm actually starting to get really nervous for WonderCon. Because that's in April. That's coming up. Yeah, it's a month away. I was about you, to say. You rightly should. Yeah. Because just from what I understand, some of the convention centers themselves are weighing, making the call. Yeah. To just say, you know what? We're not doing it. Mm -hmm. We're not hosting the event. And Emerald City Comic Con, by the way, is going to get buried in the summer convention season. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's going to be rough. It's going to be a doggy dog If ECC world. has anything going on in July, they're screwed. If they're doing June and August, they might be okay. Because at but least, even, but even so, it's it's you got celebration, you've got Comic Con, and we don't know like the trajectory of the virus. We don't know if it's going to be better or not. So like you can't, that's true. You can't plan like yeah. oh, it's going to be better in a month. You don't know exactly. And it's so hard. I mean, like I think everything up and up through the end of next month, at least, like if you're planning on going to those kind of con conventions or anything like that, uh, plan with a wary mind. Be aware that mm -hmm. like there's high odds that things are going to get canceled. Yeah, Like if DC yeah. comes out and says, we're not going to go to WonderCon, but the con still happens, I'm going to be bummed because I will like... Because like well, the, yeah. the thing is that it falls down to so many things. It's it's are, are people who were going to come either too afraid to mm -hmm. and so they don't want to risk the travel anymore and it can't it can even not be about like the location but the act of traveling that puts them at risk yeah because we know that like planes are are a germ basket of course plane travel um mm -hmm. but the other thing is that a lot of companies just won't let their employees do it because they won't run the risk yeah. and as long as that keeps being the case right now anything's up in the air to be yeah. canceled yeah exactly well once again um, we only got badges for WonderCon on sunday and those were like 25 bucks yeah <clears throat> and if they offer refunds like ecc's doing then cool but i mean i'm hoping the con still happens it's my favorite con to go to but if they decide to postpone it or cancel it outright what can you do it's still yeah. over a month away um I mean, who there's knows? literally no way to like yeah. who knows maybe the situation will get better i'm yeah. hoping that happens but we still don't know i That's i will a, say it's a crapshoot I, I will say that like WonderCon's supposed to be at the Anaheim Convention Center. Mm -hmm. So it was this trade show that was just canceled. Oh, yep. yeah. So, and I just, I work near there. Yeah. And I've just, I've just <laughs> been hearing, by. I've been hearing buzz that, that Anaheim Convention Center specifically is considering shuttering its doors to all things that its, its events are planning for the next while. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. None of that is official. That's just like that's those, going around. That's just the that's, that's just word the, going around. Yeah, word around safe. the campfire. Speaking about words around the campfire, let's get off the coronavirus real quick. Move on to Uncharted. Bud Light virus. Uncharted. Oh, okay. Um, we got some Uncharted news this week. Actually, some movement, <coughs> some serious movement. The 13th director, much like The Flash. The 6th director. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. 8th. Uh, Sorry. Hold on. That's a lot of directors, Brandon. Hold on. More than two. Let me get to the news, damn it. <laughs> too Unch many directors. Uncharted uh, has tapped, Sony has tapped Ruben Fleischer. 
uh, to direct the, the, the Uncharted film. Uh, he's the director of Venom and Zombieland, Zombieland 1 and 2. Um, he is the latest after David O. Russell, Seth Gordon, Neil Berger, Dan Trachenberg, Sean Levy, and Travis Knight. Those are all people I'd rather see direct this movie. <laughs> I like Zombieland 2, 1 and 2. But I don't think that that translates. At, nothing he's ever done translates to, yeah, he should the do The last Uncharted. movie he made does not translate for me <coughs> for Uncharted. <laughs> the last movie he, you saw because you didn't see Zombieland 2. The last movie I saw was Venom, and that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I'm bad. saying, like, nothing, like, even objectively in the in the nicest way about his films, that's not a tone or style that I think translates to, oh, yeah, Uncharted. I mean, action comedy. He's the guy. Action comedy, sure, but I'm just not impressed. I'm not impressed. Uh, but they've also really so by the way the movie was supposed to come out in a couple months uh, but it was supposed to, they moved the release date to March 5th 2021 it sounds like they're ready to go it yeah. sounds like the production's going to start because they have also cast Antonio Banderas oh, yeah. Sophia Ali from Grey's Anatomy and Tati Gabrielle Gabriel from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina I just pray that Antonio Banderas is not the bad <laughs> guy because mm-hmm. I the little yeah. I've seen him uh, maybe in movies I'm not allowed to talk about be the villain in uh, I signed NDAs about movies and stuff that I saw that was coming out later this year. We haven't had a trailer for, and he's also bad. You never told us what it was. I, t- I told them. I may not have told you. Tell me. I'll tell you off the podcast because I don't want to get sued by the company that made that movie. I forget mute, the name of it. Your microphone. Don't actually. It was Venom <laughs> Two. No, it wasn't. Um, ah, whatever. I don't know. No, I'm. A, I, I agree with you because Antonio Banderas like just got award nominated for like a fantastic role yeah. that he just had and like nobody gives a crap because the only thing he gets in like the mainstream anymore is like villain roles and yeah. and considering like the Mask of Zorro conversation that's going around right now which good that it is um, which is more the feel that Uncharted should have and I don't think Ruben Fleischer can do the, it. The funniest the thing for me is it, I, I really find this like just so funny that Mark Wahlberg was originally going to play Nathan Drake like five years ago and now that it's been in production so long now he's the mentor character Sully who is like twice Nathan's age. So now instead of him looking kind of young now he has to look old. Yeah. And I'm like oh this is great. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to make sure that he that so it, it is it's like confirmed that he's Sully. Nobody, he's Sully. Nobody's come out and said anything. He's definitely there's literally no. Other well, character. but like he doesn't have to look as old as he does. No, in the game because young. Drake is young. Yes, I don't I, care. I Can I, I be do. honest? Like I don't care. I like the games. I don't care about this movie. I've never cared about the idea. Of I this wish movie. I cared more about. I've the honestly team. never cared about it even before it was like, oh, it's young Drake. It's like yeah. even like the whole point of Uncharted is to feel like you're playing a movie. And one of it's, those kind of films. It's meant to let you have that interactivity. If you yeah. are not connected to it by playing it, yeah, it's just a, there's a nothing that special about the story. It's a rip of off Uncharted. Indiana Jones. Do you think they're going to give uh, Mark Wahlberg his widow's peak? Sully has a widow's peak. I wish, and his, I want a cool mustache. Um, I will agree with that. And there's also, funny enough, another Naughty Dog. Uh, uh, IP that's getting made into a, into a thing. Oh, but yeah. that's what I'm we very excited about because the creative team behind it gives me gives me. Sh- I yeah. I agree, and the thing is that like specifically in the sense that Uncharted just to me doesn't feel like it does anything that's unique on its own enough that if you aren't playing it appeals. Yes, I agree. But Last Last of Us does. Speaking of a uh, speaking of uh, uh, how can I Naughty this? Dog uh, no, things? No, I, I should have done that but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that there was Last of Us. Anyway, whatever. Christian Bale is definitely playing the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. Tessa oh, yeah. Thompson said something. Cool. She did an interview like, oh, yeah, I've met up Christian. He's like, I'm going to kick his ass or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Which more importantly to me, just 
that's that's the real confirmation that he's in it. Yes. Because yeah. we didn't have that. Yes. This is the confirmation that he's in it. Um, everyone, that's wild. Everyone on the internet's like, oh, he's playing this guy. He's playing this guy. He's playing this guy. And I mean, one of the two villains. That I don't care. Of. It's wild that he's in I it. I know. I yeah. agree. That's insane. I, I honestly kind of didn't believe it was true. Yeah, me too. When those reports were going around. The fact I, that I Christian Bale's going to be in that movie, I'm like, yo, Christian Bale being directed by Watiti? I don't even know, man. <laughs> oh. I've seen him. Like, he did. He's done comedy before. Uh, not oh, as, yeah. Not as much as I want. But this movie, I think, like, but he's got to be loose with white TV. Oh, dude, I, God, I still, I'm putting money on it. He's playing Dario Agger, who is the, he's the uh, CEO of Roxxon Incorporated Entertainment or whatever. Boy, that'd be and something. he's a big old, he's a businessman, also a great hey, you want to you want to bring all the Roxxon stuff together. I'm for it, dude. I because that is the one big connective tissue between the films to the, all of the shows. Yeah, and if if Taika Waititi is doing the stuff from Jason Aaron's Thor, uh, Dario is the main villain for most of that run, so it only makes sense. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of Naughty Dog, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us is being turned into a TV series. This is actually replacing the film that's been in production for quite a while. This is a much better idea. Uh, yes, it is. Nick Druck- Druckmann, who is Neil the- Druckmann. Neil Druckmann. I said Nick. I'm sorry. It's okay. Neil Druckmann, who is the director of The Last of Us games uh, for Sony. And uh, Craig Mazin, who recently won an Emmy for Chernobyl, is yep. doing the new Borderlands movie, um, have teamed up to adapt the, the video game into a TV series for HBO. I would not, I would have less faith in this if one, it wasn't HBO, and two, it wasn't Craig Mazin, who just won an award for making an incredible drama, and the guy who made the game, who yeah. wrote the game. I, I agree 100%. And again, just to differentiate, Last of Us is a thing where it does have a unique setting. It does have a unique base in its world, and it is an interesting one to explore beyond its main character. You can have this show, not have Ellie and... Uh, oh, Joel. Guys, thank you, Joel. It's going to be about it them, though. No, but I mean, like, you can. Oh, yeah. You can have, like, even if they're in it, they don't have to be the only characters we see. They do not have to be our primary focus. Yeah. We can actually pay attention to other characters, and it still means something yes. to us. I, I just Uncharted say... doesn't have that capability. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Uh, that we can move away from, like... like. Oh, no, like... I do get it. No, I do okay. get Because the world, the world itself is so rich. You can yes, do... yes, yes. Yes, I get you. Uh, Neil Druckmann came out and saying, this is a, we're retelling The Last of Us with Joel and Ellie. It right. is not... I know, I know. I saw that. I, I, wish... wanted to, I just wanted to make the point yeah, of, yeah. like, where the potential immediately even appeals to have a adaptation yeah. and Uncharted just does I wish it was not about Joel and Ellie. I wish it was just like a side thing about it, the world. The Fireflies. Yeah. I agree. I wish it was a prequel about the Fireflies. That'd be dope. Either way, this I'm sure this would be great. What if it is like a Watchmen thing where like they do incorporate the, like the past and the future? Dude, I'm all for it. 100%. That's what I mean is that yeah. like you can see things that aren't necessarily tied to their story that aren't in the game. I don't, I don't expect it to be one for one. Yeah. And, and that has appeal. I think it's very hard to have anything in Uncharted where you're not following Drake. Drake. Yes, that's true. Um, uh, last thing on Craig Mazin, I I think this guy is so cool and fascinating because he made a bunch of really really bad movies in the 2000s. He made all the scary movies. Some of those are funny, but then like epic movie date movie, and then he was just gone for a long time. And then he made Chernobyl, one of the greatest things ever made. And now he has a blank check, and he's like, okay. Let's go back to cool shit. I'm doing Borderlands and I'm doing The Last of Us. And I'm like, this guy is an actual like secret nerd who just made something really dramatic. Now he gets to do whatever he wants. And I'm like, that's the dream. Oh, that's the dream. Maybe that was his plan. That was his plan. Yeah. Um. All right. It's like he he went away from the comedy spoof films and then did like some film school stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, or, I understand maybe how to do form and he wrote shit. Two of the Hangover movies. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's or like, maybe he went to school and is like, you know what's an interesting uh, thing? 
the time in history that I really want to explore, I want to explore Chernobyl. It he is does, interesting. He does research. He's like, hey, I have an idea for a show. Writes a show. Here's an Emmy. What? It's his. It was his pet project his whole life, apparently. Uh, I think I think it was his plan. He ever since he was a kid, he was like, all right, I'm gonna make something real good, and then I can do whatever I want. Yes, that's that's the idea. But I gotta that's make some goal. real bad things first, yeah. and then. Um, and then, and then, this, and then that's and a scary then. movie reference. No, that's uh, that's uh, how Dude, uh, where's, where's my, my car? car. Oh, I love frack. that movie. Make a sequel, please. Frack, Dude, where's my car? I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Um, all right, this actually happened last week, but uh, we forgot to mention it. Harley Quinn uh, has a second season coming already in April. Cool. I that's basically not even a break. That's just the second half of this season. That feels like it. <laughs> like uh, it's so fast. I haven't watched any of that show, but I've seen enough clips where I'm gonna start watching it because th- that show, the clips have made me laugh. Let's out loud. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like, Wayne Tech promised me an electric car by the end of this year. I put a deposit down and everything. Where's my goddamn electric car, Bruce? It's uh, Alan Tudyk being the Joker. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, they, they have also cast uh, Alfred Molina as Mr. Freeze. Oh, my God. That's what? great. Oh, and my God. Shidney? <laughs> no. And then Sa- no. I, don't, I don't know who this is. Uh, Sana Lathan as Catwoman. I know who that is. She... Ah, I know who she is. Dang it! She did some. I think she was in The Walking work. Dead. She did some voice work. Oh, look it up! Look it up! Oh, I know this lady. I think I've, she was in The Walking Dead. Either way, though, that that's really exciting casting for Alfred Molina. Sparks, are you looking for her? Sure. Up? Yeah. Um, cool. she's, uh, the voice of Donna Tubbs on the Cleveland Show. That's the first thing that pops up. Oh, um, she's in something I know. Yo, she's she's, she's the main her. character from Alien vs Predator. That's who she is. Oh shit! Yeah, that's oh, who she is. Oh really? Yeah, that's where I got her. Nice. Her. She was also in Now You See Me Too. Contagion. Uh, movie. That movie should have been called Now You Don't. God. Yeah. Oh, she wasn't Contagion. I want to rewatch Contagion because of all the the Corona stuff. Yeah. American <laughs> Assassin. Oh, I didn't see that one. That's a good uh, Steven Soderbergh movie, Contagion. Yeah. All right, that's enough of IMDb. So We're either way, both cool castings. Yeah. 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 That's real cool. Uh, I'm gonna watch that show. Alfred Molina as Mr. Freeze is inspired. She was also mm-hmm. she was also uh, a focus character in one of the episodes of the most recent Twilight Zone show. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Alfred Molina is inspired. He just loves playing bad guys with goggles, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. And you know, Stock Ock. For those oh, yeah. who don't he's know. gonna he's gonna nail that. Like if he talks about Nora once, he's gonna oh, yeah. nail. Oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so some Netflix news is basically turned into streaming news. But Taika Waititi, we talked about him before uh, with Thor, for Thor: Love and Thunder. He is going to be wi- uh, coming to Netflix to adapt two animated shows based off of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, for Roald Dahl. Two. Ooh. Um, he's going to write and direct two animated shows. The first series will be inspired by Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The second series will be completely original uh, and will be about the Oompa Loompas. Oh, jeez. Oh. I can just imagine the crazy shit he's, he wants to do with the Oompa Loompas. Uh, Netflix says these will retain the quintessential spirit and tone of the original story while building out the world and characters far beyond the pages of the doll book for the very first time. So you said animated? Yes. Okay. Is he still doing that Flash Gordon thing? No. Okay. He's 100% not doing Flash Gordon anymore. Damn. Though he is still attached. Okay. <laughs> Producing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Executively. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's now like the, the itch director since Thor Ragnarok. He reminds mm-hmm. me of a little bit of Guillermo del Toro, where oh. he now he's attached to so many projects. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thor Ragnarok, Jojo Rabbit got him the Oscar. So like mm-hmm. he's he's like everybody yeah. wants him. I've, yeah. But even Do a Mandalorian. Thor, but even before Thor Ragnarok. Um, I think this is a good fit. They talk about like the Roald Dahl, the Dahl estate. Was like, yeah, Taika, Taika sounds like a Roald Dahl character. Um, he fits for that whimsical, like yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this goes back to their deal that Netflix is going to produce animated features and shows based just off have of him all be, the Roald Dahl. He could be Willy Wonka. I'd be fine be with it. Oh, be, I, that'd be good. Dude, do him. the fake trip with the cane and the roll. Oh I God. am totally okay with that. This is animated. It's not live action. 
He can voice the, yeah. the role. He can voice Willie. He can voice Willie Wonka. I'm totally uh, okay voice with that. the role, the trip. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what's, so, what's so weird is that they've got Netflix will now be able to adapt all of the Roald Dahl films, uh, all the Roald Dahl um, uh, books, except for James and the Giant Peach and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, well, yeah. what, both of those are already made and good. Well, I know, but like they're doing everything. They're yeah. doing Willie. They're doing Charlie and Jack Factory, BFG, Matilda. This, all I know. This, is like, Matilda. this is like their their like staple on something. The yeah. way Illumination was doing Seuss. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Mm. Does James and the Giant Peach hold up? Because I used to watch that movie yes. as a kid a lot. It does. It I feel does. like it does. I haven't, heard, I haven't seen them in a long time. I used to have the to- like toys and stuff. Um, yeah. The oh. nice thing about that animation style is that that animation style never gets dull to watch. It's like stop motion ish. Right? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, That's but gorgeous. in its own it's in its own variety of styles. Spider and like and mm. and it's good. It's well crafted. Yo, Jack Skellington. That's has the that that's movie. where the storm appears as a rhinoceros. Oh, that's that's again. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, never, I'm saying. I never good. got what that metaphor was supposed to be. I or, didn't know that Fantastic Mr. Fox was Roald Dahl. I didn't either. Neither did I. Yeah. Um, yeah did you know George Clooney is Roald Dahl's uh, second nephew? You're lying. I am lying. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was about to say bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, this looks. This is exciting, though. Th- these will probably be really good. His yeah, I think that's really a, a really good fit. Let's hope uh, he actually does it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's not doing Akira. He's not doing Flash Gordon. Oh, what he's, else not is doing, he not? he's not doing Akira anymore? He's, he recently did an interview like, yeah, it's it's so far away. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. He's yeah. still attached. Mm-hmm. Attached. Producing. Executive. He's got to get through. He, he does the one for you, one for me yeah. now. That be, oh, okay. So he'll do Thor Love and Thunder. Then he'll do Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Then he'll do, uh, what's the other thing he's attached to? I don't know. Shit. He's direct. Mandalorian season two, obviously. Oh, he's also that just wrapped uh, up filming. Actually, that trailer, that trailer we watched. He's that's that's oh, not that's he's, that's he, a cameo. He's just in it. Okay, that's yeah. a cameo. He's also an actor. What's he? Yeah. Free he's, guy. He's no. acting in Free Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's acting in Free Guy. He's got a lot. He's got a lot going on. Busy now. man. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so now Disney Plus. Plus it up. Um. You guys remember? Um. Nope. Um, nope. nope. Never heard. I nope. got it. Hold on. Nope. I got it. I wrote it here somewhere. Heck no. Muppets Live Another Day. Yay. Remember that series that, that Disney Plus canceled? No. Oh, no. Muppets yes. Live Another Day. Is that Die, Die Another Day? Yes. James. Okay. Did yeah. That was the Muppets Disney Plus series that they canceled. I don't know about it because it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway. No, I remember. I remember. Um, Disney Plus has ordered a six a six episode prequel series to Beauty and the Beast 2017, the live action remake of the animated classic. No. Wait, so we're getting an Aladdin Starring spinoff with Josh Gad and Luke Evans as no. LeFou and Gaston. Brat, no, Why are no, we no, getting two no. spinoff shows? Wait, really? Yes. This is really announced. Really, really. I, I, I triple checked because I, I was like, don't want this. This, is, this is, we got this cover. What's the Hollywood Reporter, man? This came from the Hollywood Reporter. The Ed, the Prince, the White Prince at Aladdin's getting a spinoff that nobody wants. Now we're getting this. Like, I love give Luke Evans every role, but like, I don't want it. I don't want it either. Unless they're gonna be gay together. Alan make, Menken, m- make them make out, and then I'll watch it. Alan Menken is in talks to come back. Oh, oh really? No. Oh, Alan. For, for Alan. to do Alan, music, no. to do original music for this. He better pull us a Galavan on this on this shit, please. Galavan, please. Yeah. Josh Gad is writing it. Oh, okay. Josh Gad's funny. Josh Gad. Wait, wait, wait. Why did you bring up the Muppets before this? Because Josh Gad is writing this with Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who who three of us at least know from Once Upon a Time. Uh-huh. They created Once Upon a Time. He is writing them because he was writing the Muppet series with them uh-huh. before there was pulled the before the Disney Plus pulled the plug on that series. And then shortly after, the three of them approached Disney with this series. With this Luke Evans, uh, with this LeFou and Gaston series, so they, to try to like keep their jobs. <laughs> oh, so yeah, this is happening. I was wondering why Adam Horowitz's name is familiar because he wrote Tron Legacy. Yeah, 
Oh, I like that movie a lot. Hey, I like that first season of Once Upon a Time. So I, do I. I. Yeah. Didn't watch it. Look, you know what? I'll I would arguably fables. say I like those first few seasons. I like those first few seasons. In a general sense. That first season was like phenom level, like Heroes yeah. was. Yeah, when they got to that, once once Frozen came into the picture, I'm like, Ugh. Man, it, once I got to that time. <laughs> oh happened, my. happened way before that, my friend. Um, yeah, but yeah, th- this is happening. This Josh Gad, Luke Evans TV series. It, I'm interested that Josh Gad is writing it because uh, it makes me think like he has an like an actual idea that he wants to pursue. Uh, I I legitimately I do hope that he's gay. And if this is a real show, make him gay. Just do it on Disney Plus. Don't be cowards. Up until Josh Gad, yeah, because they're gonna do that right after they move the Love Simon series. Uh, I know, I know. Up until up until Josh Gad's name was mentioned, I hated it. I, mean, I, I hate still love Luke Evans. It's to I me still, just I know. I, I still am like we don't need this. We don't. We really. <laughs> I mean, don't. I'll, I'll, okay, whatever. I'll it it, always, I mean, it which, just okay, takes one good trailer. Let, let me let me let me finish my thought here. I we don't need this. It feels like Disney's just trying to pander to those who absolutely love 2017's Beauty and the Beast, and it's just like let's just try to keep people to this. Look, our, our, in fairness, the movie made a billion and a half. Exactly. It. Uh, I don't. But again, like I feel like that's unfair because a lot of that comes from people who like the animated mm-hmm. and want to see that. You know, like that's not fair. Like Lion King made a bunch of money. Doesn't mean that everybody who paid money for that new remake of Lion King liked that movie. They liked the original. Yeah. I'm not it's saying true. that nobody liked the remake, but like definitely not all the people who paid money for it. Guys, bad them. bad movies make lots of money all the time. <laughs> right. This is right. But, but like to what Ben was saying, like uh, why well, it's only pandering to hardcore fans. Like no, it's not pandering the, to hardcore fans. It's pandering to the people who absolutely love 2017 BBBs, which is fine. That's what I said. Oh. Um, that's Tale what I said. said. Sorry, when you said hardcore fans, I thought it meant all the. Well, the, but that's but so so bouncing off what you said, like the reason why they're doing it isn't necessarily pandering. It's because they think there's a market for it. Yeah. Because yeah. the movie made a billion and a half. And yeah. if, if you're you, just looking at the money, yeah. And if you a have market. Disney Plus, there's a lot of most of the people on Disney Plus will probably watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's why it's a Disney Plus series. True. Yeah. Um, and if if it is a musical the entire way through, that adds a little more charm instead of it just it being does. like kind of lazy. And Josh like, Guy's writing it; he's yeah. funny. And I bet, also, I bet that the way that Disney said yes to it is because it entirely will like explain how Josh Gad was. Uh, Josh Gad's Lefou was never gay. He's one hundred percent straight. And oh, they make him like a lady. Oh yeah, they'll totally like they'll Gaston. totally like undo any yeah. idea of that yeah. being yeah. the case. I'm gagging <laughs> on that idea. Um, Go ahead, Ben. I cut you off. Um, I was gonna say because Alan Menken. Um, if Al Mekins doing music for this, I'm hoping for a Gallivant style situation. Oh, I'm sure. Did he help? Did he do Gallivant? Yeah, he, he did. Gallivant. He wrote Gallivant. That sounds good. So awesome. if jo- Josh Gad, that would be pretty good. Yeah. So if, if this is like the hey Disney, guys, watch Gallivant. It's on. It is. I still a, can't believe that's still on Hulu. Real. It's, it's still on Hulu, right? I don't know if it's still on Hulu. It might still be on Netflix, but like the DVD is twelve bucks. It's got the whole. It's got all twenty. It should episodes. be because it was yeah. ABC. It's probably on. It's well, probably on so Netflix. it should be on Hulu. Yeah. It's it's it has I to be on Netflix. Last time I saw it was on Netflix. Gallivant. I'm not either either way. Galavant was funny. Galavant is great. Watch Galavant, and with Josh Gad and Alan Menken doing this, go for it. Because uh, if they're making LeFou and uh, Gaston into a, their own version of Galavant, I might turn the. I might. We're turn just assuming on this. that we can't. I just... know that 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 once again, if they do decide to do that, I might turn around and actually Do-do? give this show the time of day. There's a As song now, in Galavant called "Do Do 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 Do." There is. Uh, As of now, don't want it. Uh, Not gonna watch it. I'm all for. Luke Evans doing more comedy. Yeah, I, I'm all for more Luke Evans Gaston. I'm more yeah. just like Luke like Evans more of him general. just being yeah. comedic because like he doesn't get to do. Also, Ben, enough. I'm calling bullshit. You'd watch this anyway. I'm a super fan of Luke Evans. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If they do a Gallivant thing. You're gonna watch it. Would Fanny want to watch it? 
I don't know. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm watching Rebels right now. <laughs> um. All right. Trailers. Yeah. Let's do trailers. Let's do it. Okay. Um. Peter Rabbit two had a trailer. I don't care, Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just want to talk about the fact that the the deer gets the, the parachute. <laughs> Listen, deer. it's a cute gag. It is definitely a you gag. <laughs> I like the funny shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I meant to say stupid shit. Oh, okay. Hey, man, we all like <laughs> we all like funny shit. Yeah. It was. It was. It's funny. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't disagree that I think that moment is is like, it's funny for being bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that that bizarre humor and that worked. I like, do like in its own way. I do like uh, when Peter Rabbit's like, "Look, we're gonna right, we're gonna go ahead and rob this place. Are you in or are you out?" I I just wanted to point out also that trailer is showing you a completely different movie than that first trailer. I so I, I didn't see the first movie neither. and I know the books being like kids books where Peter Rabbit isn't a thief. They right? No, he's he's like a mischievous. Is it, is it? He, I just don't remember. That's the he's whole, not, he's uh, not Peter, like a he's not like a crook. No, but like, he's he, like a crook in this. Uh, yeah, Peter Rabbit, Benjamin Bunny, all those all those characters. They they just get into mischief. What about Rita Rabbit? All right, they they just just grab it. Oh. Oh, I didn't need to. Hear that. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> so, but, gross dudes! But <laughs> Ryan, you're right. Those books—they're kids' books. They're like, hey, this is what so happens. So the first Peter Rabbit. So the first Peter Rabbit. Then to answer uh, Ryan's question is that uh, the stories are being written about them. So it it were so the Gallivant gr- is on Netflix. Cool. Good. Um, the uh, Roseburn character is writing the children's books of Peter Rabbit based off of the real rabbits in her life. Oh, it seems meta. Oh. Um, and Sam, Sam, Sam Neill was Mr. McGregor in the first movie and then he died and his, Rip. and his super sexy young son, Dom Hall Gleason shows hey, it's, up it's me. as the new Mr. McGregor and they're getting married and they love each other. Oh, Lord. I liked it. It was all right. Speaking of Lord Miller. No, I'm just, I just wanted to say it. Okay, connected. I just wanted. It's a good transition. Yeah, all right. Connected. I think it's probably the best trailer. Yeah, he connected it this week. The, what are the, we talking about? The new, the new movie connected. Show. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the Phil Lord and Chris Miller movie connected um, from the Into the Spider Verse team. From when, when I first saw this, I had a, I had a wild. Uh, you reaction. saw half the trailer. So okay, so when I first saw it, I was like, oh, some weird Sony Pictures piece of crap animated because yeah, that's, that's initially, what the thumbnail looks like. Yeah. And so I didn't care, and so I was like, oh, for Lord and Miller new movie. Oh, we okay, and that, so I didn't finish the trailer, and that's a damn crime. Yeah, <laughs> that they, last half of that trailer is it, wild. When like, you're watching the trailer and it does cut to like jarring. the robot stuff, it's like, wait, I feel like the whole movie just changed. <laughs> it did. <laughs> like halfway through the trailer, it's like, oh wow, a dad's trying to reconnect with his daughter. That's a really, that's a really cute message. And then also AI robotical revolution. There's like action sequences. When, it's PG Westworld. <laughs> It's 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 it reminds me of Big Hero Six. Yeah, in a couple places. Two robots can't figure out what a pug is. Uh, that was cute. As hell. I think it was. The, the animation it's like reminiscent of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and like Spider Verse in a way. Borderlands Bo- with the bl- with the heavy lining. With the heavy yes. lining. Yeah. Um, it, but like the animation looks great. I, I love th- how there are times where Katie's mind, the main character Katie or the daughter, like um, when she's screaming, it's like traditional two D drawn animation where she's like ah again like Spider Verse like it, it's like, very stylized. Yeah. And I love it yeah the animation's very unique. i think it's yeah. a great story of you know like uh like like it happens to every teen like you lose co- the connection with your parents because like you become a different person and like yeah. oh i want to connect back with you and then oh what if the world's getting taken over by robots at the same time <laughs> yeah i'm like wild awesome wild yeah 
I was we were watching. I watched the last half of the first time just an hour ago. I'm like, yeah. What happened? Yeah, the first time I saw this trailer uh, on my TV, I'm like, oh, wicked, cool. <laughs> first yeah. time I, I saw this in front of Onward, and at first I'm like, oh, this is a cute story. Then the robot showed up. I'm like, I want to see this movie. Yeah. I mean, I was already down to see this movie before because uh, our friend Jen, the key thief, tweeted a picture of Katie and how she is wearing a uh, pride button. Yep. She might be... Um, Bye. She, she might be something. I don't remember what it was. But either way, the, she... There, she might be LGBTQ+. Plus, uh, but they're not making a big deal out of it. Yeah. So a lot of people yeah. are like, uh, hell yeah, that's what yeah. we want. Yeah, that's exactly. Just, yeah, they're not making a big deal out of yeah. it. I mean, already I'm oh, like, okay, that's, oh, hey, that's right. They're, it's an anime movie. I like this anime. The animation looks pretty good. And then I saw the trailer, the whole thing. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm seeing this movie. I will fight to see this movie. Yeah, uh, Lord Miller, they, they've done nothing but like great stuff their entire career like they're comedy they're comedy legends at this point man they they just know how to make really good emotionally relevant also really funny stuff Mm -hmm. speaking of comedy legends scoob hey scoob i really like the animation style and connected sorry yeah i just think it looks really really i like it i like that whole unique look of their eyes and everything Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um so scoob had a new trailer this week the the final trailer before the movie is out um we got a little bit more about the connections to the other hanna barbera uh uh TV shows with uh, Dick Dastardly. That's it. Dirk. Uh, Dirk Dastardly. And uh, Fal- uh, Blue Falcon and Dynamut. Yep. Um, there's others in the movie that we haven't seen in the I'm trailer. sure there's cameos. We'll, we we'll know see. that Captain Caveman is in the movie because mm-hmm. Terry... Um, what's the guy's name from 30 Rock? From 30 Rock? Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 Tracy Morgan? That's the one. <laughs> Terry. Terry. Terry Morgan. Uh, Tracy Morgan is playing Captain Caveman, and it's supposed to like springboard a bunch of different Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera properties. Mark Wahlberg is playing the Blue Falcon. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's okay. as someone who uh, doesn't, like, I watch Scooby-Doo, but I don't really care about Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, this trailer sold me a whole lot. I, I normally would be like, oh, they're trying to do this big universe thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. It feels like they're just going on a big, a bigger adventure than normal, and they get wrapped up in this bigger it world. It feels a lot. It feels natural, like the comic book um, Future Quest did. I love that book. where it connected yeah. all the Hanna Barbera books yeah. that they didn't make new books out of. I think the comedy. Uh, I think the writing seems to be pretty, pretty uh, sharp. Yeah. Like for the character stuff. Um, I li- I I personally like the look of it. Um, you guys think I actually like the animation. It, I it translates. To, I think it translates to two D well. I know it's so weird. I was talking to Sparks. I don't. I know Dynamite. I don't know anything about the Falcon. Blue at Falcon. all blue yeah. falcon like i was like they're together everything i've seen about dynamite he's on his own or with them so i was yeah. like it's weird that they're together i didn't know that there was a there was a couple of crossovers with batman scooby-doo batman adventures team up i think it was called mm-hmm. uh had dynamite show up with, with scooby um super sons had a crossover with blue falcon and dynamite where oh right oh the, 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 the like that month of Hanna Barbera crossover yes yeah. mm-hmm. that was a, that was a good issue i might check that out now um mm-hmm. obviously blue falcon was probably a future quest um, that's I think that's the most recent things that you would know him in, but like those old Hanna Barbera uh, cartoons. Um, do we think that Godzilla shows up in this? No, no, and <laughs> please God, no. It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has Godzilla. Back. Only Godzuki. Yes, oh. dude, I would give this movie a ten out of ten if Godzuki showed up. You know, I would too. I would. Oh. You know what? That, I would. That'd too. be a much higher score than I'm probably bitch. give right now. So. Oh lord, Those big eyes. Oh lord. So what did you think about this one? My I'm fellow not. Scooby I'm not. Fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah. No. You don't have um, to be. It's not, nothing in it feels like it's actually Scooby-Doo. It yeah. feels like, what if we use the most popular of our cartoons to be the baseline for us to springboard into all the other characters, but let's not bring any of the the core of like what makes Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo. Sure. I will counter that uh, in a way saying it is an origin, so it's how they become those people, right? 
it's an origin so you, they have to become who they become you, you know what i mean you could but i'm talking like i don't i don't see the dynamic of of <sighs> i don't see the dynamic of fred daphne and velma in the way that it's just trailers but like in the way that they're being written i'm like mm, this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like scooby-doo to me it almost would be better to not have fred daphne and velma in it frankly because it almost looks like that would be the movie that they want to tell is just shaggy and scooby which they've done before yeah it's happened plenty of times in the past where they do movies that are just focused on shaggy and scooby doing an adventure and friend daphne and velma aren't there and like their presence usually when they're there it's because the whole mystery gang is involved in doing something and this feels like oh they just have to kind of like go tricks along to go find them because this is really about scooby and shaggy doing one of their things where they cross over with a bunch of other weird characters yeah and that to me is just like uh, it's not really it's it's, it's, uh, it's not uh, whatever. It's I not, don't I don't disagree. Not necessarily with for me. I don't disagree with sure. that. I'll probably I'll probably find it fine, but this isn't like what I get excited about Scooby Doo things yeah. for. Anything that's here. Yeah. So. As, a, as a as a frequent nostalgia fan of um those old like Hanna Barbera com those old Hanna Barbera cartoons, it's intriguing to me to see how they can possibly update them. For it seems like a twenty first century like modern version of that, which yeah. might. Not be what you want, which is fair. Well, but, e I get but, that. Even, but even so, I'm. I think the Hanna Barbera superhero specifically could work really well in the 21st century. It, um, I want to be clear: like all the other Hanna -Bar Barbera characters being modernized and brought in, that I'm on board with. But I don't have deep connections to those. But I like. I think that that works more easily because most people don't. Huh. Uh, and e that part is working for me fine. It's specifically how they're handling like the Scooby Doo gang part of it. That's like. Uh, this isn't exactly what I I value in it. Yeah, yeah I'm not crazy about the voices either of Fred, Ve <sighs> Daphne, and Velma. I love Zac Efron. I'm I'm fine. Oh, Zac Efron's Fred. Yeah, he, I could yeah. be into that. I'm fine with it. He says like two lines. Yeah, uh, in the but trailer, <laughs> Velma, Velma says a lot. I wasn't crazy about her voice. I didn't like the way I don't like the way she's written. It just doesn't sound like Velma. Yeah. It doesn't sound yeah. like any version of Velma I've ever Is known. Velma's been many versions. Did any of you guys like the Netflix joke? Because I hated it. I like this show. Uh, like, you guys pay for Netflix? Yeah. Oh. I'll oh. It. I, I didn't like I that. I have no opinion of that joke. I don't know. It just, to me, just fell flat. It didn't, it didn't land either direction, really, for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to the other animated movie, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I'm into this uh, more than I've been in any other DC movies recently. This is their next R-rated animated film. The Justice League, the last Justice League Dark was R-rated. Um, Killing Joke. It seems Superman Red Sun rated. Is that R or is that I think it's Superman Red Sun is I because that book's not very mature. Yeah. I believe R. I think, think they really? I think they'd want to go for it. I'm just gonna check. Not that I I just don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Either. I thought that book wasn't. I, I was did just, you hear uh, that they changed Wonder Woman to a lesbian? Good. In, in Red Sun. I did not know that. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Rad. Because we did a book club, Red Sun and Wonder Woman and Superman, like, well, Wonder Woman F. went, well, no. Bump Wonder, boots. Bump boops. Well, she was really into Superman, Bump but then boops. she kind of. Boots. I said boops. Oh. Uh. Um, yeah. Anyway, and, uh, uh, so this is just what like What were dark. you saying, Ben? Well, I was, saying, I was talking about uh, Wonder Woman in, in the book, Red Sun. But anyways, continue with. So this is just like Dark. The Apocalypse War, a loose adaptation of the, just, of the, um, of the Dark Side War. PG-13, Red Sun. Gotcha. Uh, this is the loose adaptation of the Dark Side War uh, arc from Justice League. Uh, obviously, it includes the I Justice League. I didn't see arc. the Anti Monitor. I'm sure he's not in it. That's why yeah. I said loose adaptation. Yeah. Um, got a lot of cool animation animation styles. I'm, love, I'm liking the designs a little bit better. It's definitely not the new 52. Superman yes. is in his rebirth outfit. It, I love Superman's suit in this movie. This feels like 
like like a gods and monsters where it's kind of its own original yeah. thing like it's like okay like we're not setting it to that continuity this feels to me like not so much dark side war just like a re another version of like the first invasion of dark side but it's all the it's all the justice league yeah, and so it's rated r this is this is their but this is in fact the next uh in the line of their of their continuity animated films um, all the voice casts are returning, plus new plus, plus new characters introduced for this. It's it's essentially their Avengers. It's the yeah. one that their their movies have all been building towards. This is the culmination of that story, which I think is kind of interesting that they went for it because like all the characters that they've introduced since uh, till since Flashpoint Paradox to now, there's so many characters in this. They're all in this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a shame some of those aren't good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like that Superman's costume is different, but I still wish it was a brighter blue. Mm, I don't too. like the dark blue look, which is carrying over from the new 52. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Superman Rebirth outfit, though, is really cool. Um, the comic one. The adaptation's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, this would be interesting to see. I do want to see more of those animated films. I've seen a lot of the non-continuity ones. Maybe I'll check this one out. Yeah, I've watched all the ones that aren't, like, the new 52 <laughs> ones. Yeah. But, like, and those are all fun. Um, all right. So, Artemis Fowl. Woo, boy! Wow. Have we all okay? So I know I've talked to them. I talked to Sparks and Ben. Have you read the books, Brandon? No. Okay, I want to. I want your opinion on on this trailer before, before we say because uh, this is not the book at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious what your what you see from this trailer. Looks all right. Okay. Okay. I had no. No, I, I know. That's what I'm curious because like, it's, no, it's like, hard for me to. But like, can, can can you expand on it just a little bit? Like like what appeals to you and what doesn't? That's what I'm curious about because like as someone who. Uh, is familiar with the work. It's a uh, hard, hard. It's a hard. Yeah. It's yeah. like this is not that book. So I'm curious. Like, w what did work for you in this? Because I'm curious about the regular person. Ah, I like the action. The designs of the character. The characters look fun. Okay. It's like, how I, do you feel about Artemis as a character? Do you feel anything? No. Okay. Yeah, that's bad. bad. That's a bad that's idea. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, it's I his mean, movie. <laughs> truthfully, like I, 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 I looking. Uh, so like I said, it looked all right. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, okay, I can, I could see that. Uh, if I didn't have the show. I probably would wait. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I I'm gonna get one positive out of the way. Uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh is a is a mostly good director, and he hired a mostly Irish cast because this book is is in Ireland, and it's like it's an Irish it's about Irish stuff. It's yeah. Irish folklore. Mm -hmm. So the main characters, Colin Farrell and the little kid and Holly Short, they're all actually Irish. Yeah, that's cool. Josh Gad's not Irish. No, but he's also a dwarf. who's not Irish. Isn't he? Didn't he say he's a giant dwarf. giant dwarf. Yes. Yeah. So he's just a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the positives I got. <laughs> I like Josh Gad in this. Uh, everything about uh, uh, while we're on it, like yeah. the positives. Everything about Holly Shore, her portrayal, her look, yeah, uh, all of that is, seems like spot on from the books. Holly Short of the LEP Recon and, Unit, the Leprechaun Unit, it's, right? That's so good. And now going from that, that's where uh, everything that looks like it's actually matching the book stops it, is right there. This looks like a very and everything else is not. Nah, it looks like a very super great. generic, like oh, uh, uh, ancient organization, like saving the world, like we've seen a hundred times in Doctor Strange and so many other things. Well, they took when it, it's not what the book is about at they, all. They took the character of Artemis Fowl and they turned him into the like your wizard Harry. Like, like he's got to be character. like turned mm -hmm. into like knowing what his purpose and role in all this is. When he shows up in the book, he already knows everything. He's an he's, he's the sm yeah. one of the smartest people there is. He's an anti Harry Potter. <laughs> like he knows everything already uh he's a jerk he kidnaps people he's, he's a, a huge the, asshole the, the thing that makes you the most mad if they didn't have the line at the end of the trailer is like i'm the world's next best criminal mastermind uh -huh. because before that the trailer doesn't give you any indication that he's a 
criminal mastermind. His father is a is a, a hero who protects the world from villains. That's not what that book's about at all. He's an asshole. That's why I love those books. It's so sad. This looks like just the most generic, like, oh, we need a new Harry Potter. Womp womp. Yeah. For, for a uh, thing that has been, like, people who like those books have been after for 20 years, literally, ever since Disney got a hold of the rights in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And people have been wanting a film yeah. that was an adaptation of these books. This is 100% not what they wanted. The closest thing I can, like, you know Loki from the MCU? Like, he's mostly a villain with, he has good tendencies. That's what I think of, like, Artemis Fowl. Like, he is inherently kind of bad, but with, he helps people. But he's still a bad guy. And, like, I don't see him being a bad guy in this. I, I, I 100% do not believe that anybody involved with this gave two shits about the book. That's so sad. I just don't. I don't see it at all. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think the effects look... It looks like a big budget movie. The effects look fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish I cared about anything that was happening. Yeah. I got... I hope... I hope this is like a fake trailer. That the real movie is like, no, your dad was an asshole and also you're an asshole. Everyone's an asshole. I'm just like, thank you. They like, just don't know how to market out. it. They just they don't, don't know how to market it. it. Because really, like... I think it's... I guess because like we want to see it. Like, how do you market your main character being a jerk? But also, he's the antagonist. So many people saw Joker. That's a billion-dollar movie. You mean protagonist? Protagonist, thank you. You can have movies where the bad guys are the main characters. But can right. Disney? But exactly. That's well, this the is, problem. This is what we talked about when the first trailer dropped. Was I was saying, like, I problem. wonder how they're going to make this sell this because he's a huge asshole. Uh, and I don't know how people are going to respond to, like, having a little white main character who's an asshole. Uh, so they and make him and so Potter. the decision was, well, make him make, take everything that's the core of who he is as a character and just <clears> get rid of it. Throw it away. Sure. Be done. Next up is Antebellum. Antebellum. <laughs> Montebellum. <laughs> this is the new trailer. Uh, it's only 40 seconds long. It's an official short trailer. Yeah, it's a short, it's a, it's a, it's a, the official second trailer for Antebellum with um, what's it Janelle Monet. Is it Janelle Antebellum Monet? or Antebellum? Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. It's a fake word. Real word, That's you know what I mean. Symbiote. Hey, if you think yeah. about it, all words are made up. Yes, thank you, Thor. Um, so, guys, is this movie about uh, stopping slavery by I, sending someone back in time? I, think ah. so. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I don't know if it's. I mean, like, obviously, it's a sense of time travel, but I don't think it's, like, direct time travel. I think it's, like, either possibly her connecting with an ancestor or some... Yeah. It looks more... more Twilight psycholo- Psychological yeah. than, than that. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, like, what the base I got, because she's talking about... Yes. Like, it's, she's clearly someone what, who's what, a what, if you, what would you do mm-hmm. if... Uh, yeah. It's somewhere in time, but with slavery. Back in time. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you guys ever see it somewhere in time? The Christopher Reeve movie where he goes back in time? No. No. In a hotel. It's a good movie. Recommend it. I've seen In Time. <laughs> I've seen with Justin Timberlake. I've seen what, About Time. What's that? Uh, don't don't hold Gleason. What's that? Uh, one movie with the uh, um the guy who played Lupin, um Remus Lupin is in it. Um, it's where they it's where they go back in time to to medieval times. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. No. Remus Lupin. A kid in King Arthur's good. court. No. Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. Time side. Ooh. <laughs> Wow. It's an, I know movies. What a poll. <laughs> yeah. What was your poll? What was it last time? Martin Lawrence's Knight. Black Knight. No, okay, no, definitely not that one. Um, that movie's sh- funny. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. The Crichton film. The Michael Crichton movie. Oh, oh. Uh, timeline. Time. Is it called Timeline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timeline. Is timeline. it Paul, Paul, Paul Walker? Paul Walker and, and uh, oh, Gerard Butler's his dad. David Thewlis, isn't it? David Thewlis. That's that's him. Yeah. And uh, um, the really famous Scottish dude. The one with the Gerard mustache. Gerard Butler? No. Other famous Scottish dude. David Thewlis? Sean Connery. No. Uh, Billy Connolly? Uh, Billy Connolly is in it. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah. He's what are we talking about? Uh, it's Antebellum. Timeline. Antebellum. Antebellum. Okay. 
the and secret then, garden now. And yeah. then it just like diverged. What's the H.G. Wells? The, the time machine. The time, time machine. Did you guys see that with Guy Pierce? Yes. That's a movie. That is a movie. That's a movie. It's legally a movie. I kind of like it's it. It's legally a movie. <laughs> By all accounts, <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. It's it, It's got some cool set of science yeah. stuff. I, 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 time, the, the, anyway, fuck it. Oh. <laughs> Poop it in the butts. <laughs> the Secret Garden. Secret Garden. This yeah. is based off a... Uh, based off a book. It's, uh, they've, it's the second adaptation of this book. Um, I'm sure there might be more, actually. But I remember watching the original movie once when I was a kid and never watching it again. I don't know anything about it. I had it. to read the book for school, and then we saw the movie, and I never looked back. But this is the producers of Harry Potter and Paddington. So, uh, cool. It's probably going to be wholesome. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Paddington, so. Uh, Paddington 2 is the best movie ever. I got like Bridge of Tabitha vibes, or any of these kids going to die. I don't want to see no kids die. Uh, I, I haven't read the book. I don't oh, know. Who knows? I don't remember anyone dying in the book. All right. But Colin, that helps. Colin, Colin, Firth, is in it. Yeah. Colin Farrell's in a different movie. I know. <laughs> Colin Firth. We is talked in about it. that one already. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Colin Firth is in it. He's looking all disheveled because he's. I'm a sad old man, and my daughter or granddaughter's gonna his, help me. His, his, my wife is dead. I'm mad. Wife is dead. I guess. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. wife died. And his mansion's magic, but he doesn't know it. Oh, magic mansion. Or the garden's magic. I don't remember. It's all magic. Are we, are we going to see that movie? You want to see this movie? I might. I think Zara will want to see it, gotcha. so I'll probably see it. It's very possible. DVD. You wouldn't steal a car, would you? Remember those commercials? Oh, I remember those commercials. You wouldn't steal a bear, would you? You wouldn't steal a highway intersection. You wouldn't download a car. And so what? It's like, well, actually, technically, someone just designed this for free. So yes, I did download a car and went 3D printed. Click. Greyhound. Yo, written by Tom Hanks, submarine movie about the about the crossing to the to the to World War Two. Based on true events. This is this is the this is the story of how the American soldiers got to underwater. Captain Phillips got there. Uh, I kind of think this movie looks rad. Yeah, I'm yeah, this is not a big fan of submarine movies, but this looks like it's more dynamically filmed than most of them. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I like submarine movies. I'm a big fan of Hunt for Red October. So I find it interesting that Tom Hanks is writing it. Like yeah. I don't know his his background work on you know doing uh, behind the scenes stuff. I meant, to, I meant to look it up. Um, so it, this is obviously like a passion of his. So I'm 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 curious that this story is, he wants to this tell. This is the t- story mm-hmm. he wants to tell. I'm like, well, there's got to be something there. Yeah, Tommy I, Hanks don't lie. I think I think the filming looks really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's filmed very d- dynamically, as, as as Spark said, with a lot of the shots of the submarines rising. Yeah. Kind of like looking like looking like sharks. Uh, and like they all have like, there's like a wolf painted on it or like a shark and like there's mm-hmm. like an ominous like, you guys won't survive the night, the submarine Tom Hanks van. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm think, actually, I think it looks well, pretty cool. I'm really into this. I, I'd like to see this. I, I also like war movies, so. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Tom Hanks is a writer. Uh, he wrote the Burbs. A TV series short called Electric City. He wrote two episodes. Mm. Oh, he wrote Larry Crown. That was in 2012. The oh, I know. I've seen Larry Crown. Okay. Yeah, Larry Crown Larry 2011. Crown, 2011. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, he wrote he wrote one of the episodes of Band of Brothers, the TV series. Oh, oh. that's that's yeah, that's that a makes good sense. shit, dude. That's yeah. a good ass show. So. That makes sense. So he's written, but cool. not a lot. Um, he likes war stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of war stuff. He likes it. Mm. Seven stages to achieve eternal bliss. I brought this to you guys' attention. This is Kate Micucci. Taika Waititi's in this. Lot, uh, there's a lot of people in this movie. Jimmy Dan Olsen Harmon's from in Superman, it. Returns. Superman Returns. Dan yeah. Harmon's in this. Uh, this is pretty. So cool. it's about a bathtub that if you kill yourself in it, it gives you like 
like an eternal afterlife. Well, this this cult, Taika Waititi runs this cult. Yeah. Uh, who thinks that if they kill themselves, commit suicide in this bathtub. So he was a cult leader who killed himself in the bathtub, and now the remaining cult followers and people who still pick up his cult believe continue. Sorry, Got I just it. wanted to establish yeah. those contexts. Um, and Kate Micucci and and her and her husband in the in the movie they tried to like believe it too mm-hmm. yeah, and so like they, help people kill themselves. They probably make a profit off of it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dan Harmon looks really fun. There's some <laughs> good lines in this. He's like a detective. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, didn't the super tell you this when you moved in? Yeah. This place is awful. It's like, oh yeah, there was this cult that they just murdered themselves in your bathtub because they believe your bathtub is magic. They bought this really great apartment for super cheap because of this reason. Cheap, yeah. This is uh, like a tra- like a fun, charming little co- comedy movie. Yeah, yeah. and an and indie quirky comedy. Yeah, I'm it's also this. I think it's got some like some dark comedy vibes too. Oh yeah, it's about suicide. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Ton- tonally, I got a little. Why bit won't of- you die? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> tonally, I got a little bit of of the villains trailer when the trailer for villains was going was going. I got a little bit of that. I can see it. I like. I don't think these guys are villains, but like I can definitely see like the yeah. dark undertone of the, it. The, yeah. the kind of dark quirky comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. of, yeah, of the whole this thing. this feels more in in direct comedy line than than the villains trailer at least necessarily did not yeah. the villains film but the trailer yeah uh, but yeah I think this is pretty cool um, this came out months ago but we didn't talk about it promising young women young woman, woman. Yo. singular woman young woman the sequel is women happy International Women's Day kill the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, this You're is, not wrong this is basically a girl who's going around killing people she's to not, take advantage of we them. haven't seen her kill anyone I don't think she's killing them. I think she's just. I think like, she might be doing some girl with a dragon tattoo maiming that we just haven't seen yet because right. I think it's they're just showing us. Hey, she's going out every night and she's finding these guys who are deliberately taking advantage of really drunk women. They're quote and they unquote, deserve unquote, to be nice punished. Guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they deserve. And dude, McLovin's like, I'm a nice guy. What's my name? How old am I? What are my hobbies? And he's like, Ugh. Yeah, you she, deserve it, McLovin. She yeah. said, she's she's like, what's my name? And that one would be yeah. too hard. Uh, I really like Carrie Mulligan. This is like a of like. Uh, a type of movie I've never seen her make, which is really interesting. Uh, Bo Burnham's in it, which gives me a lot of credit. I think this movie's going to be good because that dude, he made um, Eighth Grade, right? Eighth Grade, Like, yes. he, his film stuff is, like, very, he chooses it. So I think there might be something special here. Um, yeah. It looks like a like a, like a a fun, dark comedy about, like, revenge and, like, yeah, what she, it turns you into. She, uh, it looks like she was sexually assaulted when she was in college and mm-hmm. left college because the dean didn't believe her. Yes. And yeah. so a lot of people were also were like, well, we don't know it, if it really happened. And so... It, might, she, I, it looks like she's got a hit list of the people who who didn't back her when she yeah. was sexually assaulted. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm interested in seeing it. I really like that it's including lines like... Um, uh, you don't know what it's like for, for us to get like... Uh, uh, it's every guy's worst like nightmare this. to be accused mm-hmm. like this. And the and, woman's like, uh, I think we, we were just like, kids. Yeah. yeah uh, we just kids. And if I hear that one more time... Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this looks really good. No it's almost excuses. like a supervillain origin story, but it's like, like a grounded, realistic... Like, yeah. 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 Like what Joker wanted to be. What Joker? No. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, in a, in a different in world, it would have been a, a cool like Elseworlds Harley Quinn origin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got that vibe. Yeah. 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 Um, I like her look as the trailers go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, what do you I, think a girl's worst nightmare is? Yeah. That's good. I like those lines. Me too. And to finish it off, uh, we got a small little teaser for the new reboot of Digimon Adventures. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the new animation, the new the new reboot, going back to the first season of Digimon Adventures, um, and retelling the story of Taya and Agumon and all of them. Um, this is pres- this is after the final film with that with that old cast is going. No American release date yet, but it looks pretty good. The yeah. animation looks good. Yeah, and it's um, it's obviously again like that season one uh, cast, but it yeah. seems to be incorporating 
things from other seasons as well. So it's yeah. like um, much like the Mortal Kombat reboot game where it incorporated stuff from two and three while still being one. Uh, mm-hmm. We just know about this stuff now, so we can incorporate maybe stuff from yeah. the digital world from season two. Like when we saw Agumon fighting some other Digimon, the digital world didn't look like a lush paradise. It didn't look well, like so anything. what that looked like to me. So in season three, this is why I'm thinking like maybe we're getting some season three stuff mm-hmm. uh, because season three is the, best, the season. best season. Um, in season three, there is a between. There is an in between realm mm-hmm. uh, that looks like that. It's the it's the blue and greens and whites. It looks like a uh, um, digital stuff. Yeah, and then you. Pass through that layer into the digital world, which is mm-hmm. the, the which looks like Earth, but it's not really Earth. Right, it's a digital world that we know it, and so that looked like to me that Agumon was fighting in the between in the between realms. Yeah, um, we get a little bit of the of that in the Adventures Try Digilimbo movies. Um, we get a little bit of like they're running through the in between realm to get to our realm, but we don't get a lot of it like we did in the in the third season. Digimon Tamers, by the way, is still on Hulu. Should check it out. Heck yeah. I'm very. I'm actually very excited for this. Me too. It's like a fresh start while still being adding new elements. Also, yeah. they redesigned the digivices a little bit. Slightly, it's a different color. Yeah, very slightly, but also the doesn't have the little antenna on the buttons anymore. Yeah, more I'm, modern. I mean, the idea is that we're, oh, yeah. we're looking at this. We're doing the same kind of the same story, but approaching it with a more modern take on technology, mm-hmm. because that show is from the '90s. Yeah. yeah. So. And it went some really strange and cool places. Yeah, with technology and and digivices and I hope digital we still stuff. see. I hope we still see some of those villains like Myotismon and Piedmon. And I'm sure Ooh. we will. I hope we see Devamon. I hope we see Myotismon again. Hell yeah! Myotismon. I hope we st- we see th- we see. L- I hope those villains are still like the main villains. But I'd be I'd be interested if they went in different di- different directions with them. Um, What's or even wh- if they incorporate Adventures too, we get Davis and Beamon and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the uh, the the monkey guy who sings a lot? What's his name? Edamon. 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 What a jerk! You I like remember that Metal Edamon? Edamon. Oh, Metal Edamon. I like that guy. Yeah, I remember. It. He's, he talks like Elvis. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's only one king of rock and roll over here. I think it'd be really cool if this if this season also incorporated if this new show also incorporated season two, mm-hmm. uh, uh, bringing it more closely in line with the continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. For some reason, the Digimon fandom doesn't like season two, but I really like season, season two. Fine. I think, I think it, of the three, like I do think it is the weakest, but that's not saying like it's not people, bad. Okay, but like if you add Frontier, it's definitely not. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. season I four re- is not the good. Yeah. I really need to rewatch season two because I like season two a whole lot. I like season two. Season two ends in a really awesome place with Venom Myotismon yeah. coming back to life. I'm a fan of that. To uh, to and stealing children like mm-hmm. that. That season. Ends awesome. And you also got Black War Greymon. You got Agumon. Black War Greymon is the best. You also got Agumon digivolving into evil metal Greymon. Big fan of that. Yeah. You got, cool, you, guys. you have a pretty decent redemption arc for Ken. I'd also really like to see them incorporate the... Yeah, Ken's arc is awesome. I'd also really like to see them incorporate the movies with Omnimon and... Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Who was the virus Digimon from oh, the movie? Oh, oh shit. Uh, um, Sinma. No. I forgot him. I know. It's on the tip of my Doesn't tongue. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I tip want of your tongue, Mon. I'd annoyed. like to see more. I I I'd like to see more. I hope you said no release date yet. No, re- no American mm. release date, but the Japanese air date is in April. Okay, let's. Well, it shouldn't be far off. Yeah, I don't think we'll be far off. Um, they try to get them a little closer. It's cool. Sparks, you're a Digimon fan. I I like it. Yes. You've been silent. I I just Mon. I'm just very far removed from the Digimon digital Me world. Too. As it is, yeah. so that's why I'm um, so excited for this yeah. again, like fresh reboot. Like, oh, this is like good jumping on point. I don't need to worry about the 20 years. Diaboromon. Diaboromon. Oh hell yeah! It's a good. I name. was about to look it up, and then I'm like, nope, Diaboromon. Diabolicalmon. All right, shall we get into our main topic then? Let us go. Well, after what seems like hours, we are now in our main topic. Oh wow! Mm. Main course. 
Main course. Mm-hmm. Wing time. Uh, full spoilers for the newest Disney Pixar film, Onward, mm-hmm. uh, from here on out. Uh, so you've been warned. I've got time codes in the bottom if you want to skip to the book club or go back to the news. I don't know if you want. Not a lot of people went to the movies this weekend for a yeah. big Pixar movie. Yeah. It's like, wow, like it's almost like the world's on fire. We, ta- we, we <laughs> talked about it in our yeah. uh, up top. But yeah, so this is the newest of the Disney Pixar films. So let's go around the horn. But we think about this one sparks you first. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Ryan. I think it's really good. I don't think it's one of Pixar's best, but uh, Pixar rarely makes a bad movie. Yeah. Cars too. I think it's good. Ben. I freaking love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised, Ben. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. No shit. Um, well, even when we were watching this movie, Fanny leans over to me and she's like, you freaking love this, don't you? You're basically yeah. like that. You're yeah. basically the Chris Pratt character. No, yes, I am. <laughs> I want his jacket. Like, if Disneyland sells his jacket, I am buying that shit. That would that be shit. a good idea. You know, I want you know, it. <laughs> you know what this movie would have had to have done to make it, like, really resonate with me? Uh I'm saying, like, you would know, right, right, Sparks? I, I, I assume. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, the type of story that the movie ends up being isn't one that initially, like, tugs at my heartstrings like I thought this movie was going to. Um, but I think this movie is really good. Yeah. Uh, I did want to love it, and I don't think I love it yet. Same. But, I mean, significant watches. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I really liked it. I, I, will, the- I will say, uh, uh, I think... Uh, I got a dead dad. That sucks, right? So I fully expected this movie to be way more emotional. And and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I expected it to be a certain type of movie. And when it kind of dovetailed into, oh, actually, my brother was the one who took care of me, yeah. I found that refreshing. And I'm glad it wasn't, oh, not even a generic, I felt it almost could have been generic, like, oh, you do get to meet your dad for yeah. one final time and you do have this sweet moment. And what the resolution actually was, I found so much more powerful and like resonant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I it, it made made a lot of sense when you were talking about it from D twenty three how it was about the story of him and his brother, mm-hmm. and I always thought from the trailers that it was going to be about them connecting. That's what Pixar wants you to think. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the ending is like, oh no, it's it's not it's not the kid's story to re- to reconnect. It's um, Chris Pratt's story to basically say he was sorry. Yeah, yeah, because he has that one last memory of him. Right. Uh, it man, what's with really Chris good. Pratt not saying goodbye to his parents? Because he didn't, he didn't in Guardians. He said of goodbye the, to Ego. No, in Guardians of the Galaxy, like hold my hand, Peter. And then he runs yeah. away. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the director uh, spoke about a D23 about um, the bit that you see in the film with the tape. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like that's real to his life. That's what they. That's all he's. He never got to meet his father. He died before he was born, and uh, that's that's exactly all he had of to remember him. And his brother, his older brother, is also just a few years older, doesn't have a lot of memories of their dad. Yeah, and that's that's where the inspiration came from. Um, and I and I think that oozed out into the film in a lot of ways. I think um, somewhat to its detriment, mm-hmm. but mostly to its its success. Um, it's a very personal piece. I really like it. The thing is that um, I think it works really well. The setting the world almost feels ancillary sometimes uh that it's it's there because this is an animated film we need to have something interesting but we're not exploring that that's not what this movie's about i would even and yeah, yeah. i find it under utilized yes i would say um I, they i think like they're going on a quest so it has to be fantastical you have manticores but i don't think they fully utilize the entire world like that and that's kind of like what i thought about the trailers well as that's well. What I, that's what i was gonna say is um my really only negative, like really negative about this movie is that like the trailers, I was worried they were going to do this. It's just our world 
and then these magical creatures just live in it. And I and like there's no like the, the, it reminds no. me of Bright and not and and it's not it's not bad it's not yeah. bad but like the idea is like you could have done so much more and you kind of just it's like a surface layer. Yeah, the technology the technology didn't evolve in a way that would accommodate the species that are using that technology. It's the same problem in Bright. Yeah. yeah. So like. We have all just the same stuff, but yeah, now a horse has it. So, like, why does so why why aren't there specific chairs that Officer Klopp can sit on? It wouldn't make or, sense if their cars are built that way because there's yeah because <laughs> there's no centaurs. Yeah, like the fact that I can understand like the Manticore can't fit in an elf car, but yes. like there should be other sized cars. The thing that that really exemplifies this is when we, we see the Pixie Biker Gang. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they driving small bikes? Exactly. Why are like a bunch of them riding giant bikes? That doesn't make any sense. Buy a Pixie bike. To me. I mean, I guess I don't know if this is considered a nitpick or not, but like when I see those those pixie fairies, right, there's got to be arguably millions or billions around the world. Right. So yeah. you're saying every single one of them can't fly. Yeah. Because it, it, to me, it seems like, oh, all of us just think we can't fly because because no, nope, we don't anymore. And I'm like, just just got to be subsections where you guys are flying. This is a huge world. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, I mean, like that doesn't super bother me, but it's just little things. Where I'm like, that could have been fleshed out more. Pixar's better that. about because it's all. It, that's the thing is like it's it's telling you. What it really is is a story about these brothers. Yeah, but what it's kind of also so trying back to be to about magic. is about getting back to magic and and not letting like technology keep us apart from things that we value and everything. And it, Connected it, it, and unfortunately, that's the framing device. That's how it opens. That's how it ends. Is with that idea of like you know you can bring magic back and everything. I'm like that's not really important to what this story is though. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it makes the the like because they wanted to tell that story, it makes the modern setting required to like drive them away and from magic, so that magic has to be rediscovered. And to make yeah. and to make everything that that happens with the dad and and on feel fantastical, like the the whole bit where they're tricking the cops wouldn't work if everybody could do magic. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but y- you're right. It winds up feeling kind of like a, a pedestrian walk through a fantasy world rather than a fully fleshed out one. Uh, like Monst- and- when I think of Monsters Inc., everything has been thought of in that world. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I look at this and I'm like, this is a paint job of fantasy. <laughs> and some of it works. Like I really like the Manticore, and I really like the the, the evolution of that character. And like she, she like works at a Denny's. <clears throat> like I love that. <laughs> idea. I, I I like that whole part. Like and how she's like, what have I become? <laughs> yeah. I, I really like that too. And she, yeah. When she's explaining things and she's ripping off her sleeves, it's like here are the tattoos of my mythos. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a fan like of the Manticore. I wish it was a lo- it was more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I think that the the real answer was to to just have a more clear blend of mythological modern technology, Zootopia. like things that match. Yes, yeah. things that match mm-hmm. to the fantasy of these char- these creatures. But are also modernized technology that would drive them away from magic. Yeah, and it needed to have more of that kind of blend, like the idea of like I used to have scrolls of my mythos. Instead, I tattooed them on my arms because I got tired of carrying. Like that's that makes sense. That's yeah. a piece that works. And like, uh, there's just so much of it that isn't that kind of. That's not where they put the thinking. Yeah, like a centaur. I, I, com- oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I brought up, I brought up that because I was trying to think of a Disney example of how they did it. And Zootopia is a really good example of the fact that like there are different sized doors for different species, different sized houses for different species, different sized cars for different species. I think yeah. of Roger Rabbit where Roger there's Rabbit. human yeah. stuff, but there's also cartoon stuff. Yeah. Like they have both cause both exist. So like the world, the world seemed like the world feels like an afterthought. Yeah. And, and to the main story. And I kind of, w- it, it is, it's a little distracting for me. Um, because I, I like seeing more kind of fleshed out worlds, especially yeah. something like this, which has a lot of potential. Um, it's a good sight gag 
when when uh, what's the centaur uh, stepdad's name? Does anyone Cole remember? Bronco. Cole, 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 Cole Bronco. When he gets out of a uh, out of a car, like I can imagine being a nine year old and thinking that's funny, yeah. but like. Why doesn't he have a car? That Why doesn't him? he have a centaur car when clearly centaurs ex- are, there's clearly enough for them for it? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, and it doesn't exactly have to. But when you do it multiple times, I'm like, no, I get it. He can't yeah. fit in the car. No, he's even his, his he's clopping even dr- joke is funny though. It's like, he, I'm gonna count to three. Clop, clop. He's even also, dr- yeah. Funny. He also drives a Bronco. Yeah. Like that's not a truck. That's a Bronco. Yeah, yeah that's that's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so it's just things like that that are just like distracting for me. Yeah. Um. It's really my only kind of. Issue yeah, I don't know that I'd I'd use the word distracting, but I I'd, I'd say that it's just it, it's just kind of like it's what I can tell is keeping the movie from being fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is is just that because everything else that's the core of it I love. Yeah, yeah. All the all like the the interaction between the two main characters I like. I'm a big the fan. gelatinous cube. Oh man, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of really good small comedy moments, like especially when he's shrunk and they're in that uh, the chase on the highway. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he's like. Mer! Like oh. I love that stuff. That was super good. Yeah. Um, the dragon, I really like the design of that dragon. I do too. I mm-hmm. would totally buy an action figure if there was like a cool cement dragon. Yeah, there I thought that be. was a. I thought that was a cool design. Yeah. I did too. My um, theater was laughing when the the dragon's head showed up. It was like the the happy face of the it's mascot. It's a good gag. It's yeah. a good gag. And then as it slowly turns, like it just like it pops the brows down. The yeah. Brows yeah. Down. yeah. Um, actually, good. right when that. Funny enough, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the vending machine. That was supposed to be like Mountain Dew. It was Mount Mountain Dew. Doom. Did you guys see that they went to the Shire Burger place? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Second breakfast. Mm-hmm. Now yes. serving second breakfast. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's some good like visual gags. Oh like yeah. That. Oh yeah. Um, I was just wish there was like the world was that. Yeah. Um, I going on that quest of the Ravens Point thing. Like him trusting his brother that Ravens Point is the way to go. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was a really great plot. The plot the point. um. Like, oh, we want to go down, like, the road of peril. Or, like, we just need to take the highway and get there. I really, I, I like that stuff. Uh, and eventually, like, because, like, they both have their wins and losses. And, like, yeah. mm-hmm. they, I like that stuff. I want to I move off, like, all the world stuff and talk about, like, the, the character stories and everything. But I did want it, to, it just kind of was occurring to me. I'm like, the, the, I know that they really like the gag of, like, unicorns became, like, raccoons. That's kind of, like, they what they are in this though. world. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, why are unicorns like that just because other species have developed technologies? Yeah. Were unicorns subservient? Did they require, like, more I think attention it's just or the, something? Yeah, it's, it's literally just, for it's, the gag of it. Right, and, yeah. it, and, and it feels that way. Like, some of the things just come across as there for the gag. Yeah. Um, is yeah. that is is their pet dragon going to grow up and be a giant dragon? Or is it or is that a small dragon? Do we know? I think it's just a small dragon. Blazely? Is Dino going to turn into a giant dinosaur? <laughs> It's actually that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the same kind of thing. Gotcha. It's, 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 it doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Yeah. I also kind of really wanted uh, them to it, it. The 24 hour time limit doesn't allow for this. Really, that that's another thing that kind of paints you in a corner of how much you can explore in the world. Um, but I understand like you kind of need a, pu- a punishing limit for like how can they get their dad back? Yeah. Um, or can they in this amount of time and that kind of thing? But the the time limit really holds them back from being able to explore a lot of avenues. And I kind of expected us to have a moment where like Bar- Barley uh, needs to talk to um, the the people who created the the game based off history. Oh yeah, and like Quest have to kind of consult that. I thought that kind of sh- stuff would come up and it never like go even... talk to like a Gary Gygax. Like yeah, guy yeah, or D&D. people who are even more experts than him. Like it felt like it was 
really lushly set up for that and, and a reference oh, man, of like dude. the wide history of the world and what happened to magic and it never goes there. It could be it could be like either A of like these people reveal information or like, oh dude, this is just a game and he gets his heart broken. And then you can have another emotional moment of like maybe this is all nothing and then his brother is like, No, you you played this your whole life and yeah, you yeah, taught it me just, and blah blah blah. Yeah, it just felt like there was more there was more room to explore like how did that come about? Like them making the game. That's like, you know, how does that work when you do yeah. something like that? That other people are like, oh, it's not important. It's like it's your history, man. I do think the um, the emotional moment when uh, I think the visual gag of him pretending them pretending to be Colt is a really good moment with the Cyclops. Cop. I do too. I think that's awesome. And then mm-hmm. when uh, when he reveals that like he does think his brother's a screw up. And I think that's a really, really good moment. That's, a really really that's like good I think moment. that's the, like the best emotion besides how they, the end. How they reveal it with the with the magic fading yeah. is so good. You can't tell a lie. Yeah. yeah. And you don't you don't see it coming. No. It's not it's not a televised moment that's going to happen. Like there's never even been a direct reference from Ian that that is what he thinks of yeah. his brother. Because up until then, it's, it's like, all subtle. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the, the that's my biggest thing about the film is that it's very very subtle. I didn't even think about the fact that yeah. it could be leaning into the story that it was going to be about his older brother having been the person who was there for him the whole time until it was yeah. happening. Yeah. I didn't even consider and it. Like maybe my favorite moment in the movie is the checklist moment when, when yeah. he's like crossing things out. He's like, I didn't get to do this with my dad, but holy shit, I've done everything with my brother. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that is, that is the Pixar moment. I was right. looking exactly, for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I think that it, it, what impressed me so much is that I'm like, everything about their characters is not, dramatically overstated it's so very realistic yeah and so very subtle yeah uh he's he's never down on ian once his the older brother never once does he bring it down on him never once he's always consistently throughout us watching him in the film supportive but you don't really think about it yeah and the movie's almost gaslighting you into a perspective of who he is as a character so well, you're not film... thinking about what he's really doing for ian yeah the film is pr- the film is kind of seen as like it's not him it's not him like supporting his brother. It's him pushing his brother. Right. It's 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 kind of the film kind of tricks you into thinking that exactly. he's pushing his brother instead exactly. of supporting his brother. It's, which mm-hmm. is the same way he would see it. It's very very smart. Yeah. In the way that it handles that so subtly. Uh, I think one of the the shining moments to me was uh, I remember when we were watching it. This is how I felt when Ian says, "This is more important. We can't risk it. We should take the expressway." Mm-hmm. And Barley says, "No, you're right. That's right." We mm-hmm. should. Yeah. You're totally right. And I'm like, any other movie, that's an argument and he wins. Yeah. yeah. Or he decides I need to do it anyway. I yeah. was... Any other movie with that mm. same framing device. And then to bring it back around later and he's like, I really believe this is right. And they go and they do it. And he's like, oh my God, I was going to lead us the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually really dig that because when I was seeing this movie and I and they get to that scene, I'm like, that he's going to say, no, we're going on the path of peril and he's driving. But he's like, no, you're right. We're going to take the expressway. They get on it. And I'm like, holy crap. That's... That- because every other movie or every other scenario like that, it always goes the other yeah, way. You don't you don't see that kind of like realistic conversation well, where it's not mm-hmm. forced into a dramatic standpoint. Like that's that's how it would actually yeah. break down. Like, and hey, even, we can't we can't risk this. And even when uh um uh Ian's like, holy crap, I was gonna send us to the mountain mm-hmm. and the mountain and that's not where it's supposed to be. Like well, after they get on the bridge, which I love the bridge scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love when he's walking in, uh, and Barley's like, "Oh uh, yeah, just keep going, don't turn keep around, keep going." Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> and then you look up, they see the Raven. They're like, "Oh, that's what it means, Raven's Point. You follow the Raven." And that, I really, that's the type of things I really dig because obviously you see a big imposing mountain. You're like, "Oh yeah, the gem's got to be up there." No, it was just chilling in a fountain across from the high school. And it's a fountain that we saw earlier that he was yeah. chained to. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a callback. It's good. Yeah. 
again, like I, I feel like I've been mean to this movie, but like I really like it. But it's just like no, no, I know what Pixar can do, and I'm like, oh, you guys. I don't almost, think I don't think you're being. For me. I don't think you guys are being mean at all. I think you guys are actually bringing up very valuable points. But for some reason, I. I don't disagree with you. Is it because same... of the van with the Pegasus on it? Ben? I don't know. It just this movie. Hits <laughs> well, it's, all it's, the... his, it's his. Uh, it's his wheelhouse. Lo- yeah. It, yeah, it's my wheelhouse. It's, it's all the references to D and D. Like this movie's cater made for. Yeah, you. not just the references to D and D, but just the for some reason this movie hits the be- the sweet spot that Final Fantasy fifteen hit for me. Because mm. for a while, that a lot of the the more recent games they got more sci fi than they did traditional fantasy. Whereas fifteen is like, no, we still got the high fantasy setting. But it's modern, so you have cars, you have cell phones, but you still have the old kings, the old magic. You still have giant monsters. You have giant birds flying everywhere. This one's like, yeah, we still... It it hit a sweet spot that is very hard to hit for me. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm looking at all the little details, like the Shire, Second Breakfast, or even when they're looking at their phones, the the text, the the font is like the old tiny font that you see at medieval times. Mm -hmm. All Mm. that world, like their houses are mushrooms. And it's like, man, that's... New Mushroomton. Yeah, and for me, that's like, you know what? It, it it fits. It's fine to me. The world is fine, and because the, the main story is about the is about the brothers trying to find the, the crystal for their dad, and having everyone like, yeah, this was real. We just don't care about it anymore. Makes sense because it's the movie. The film clearly explains like, yeah, magic am, is freaking hard. I am hard. happy that I am happy that they're just like, no, no, no. We all acknowledge this is real. Yeah, but we just don't do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I do appreciate it's that. It's too there hard. Is, yeah, same, mm-hmm. same. It's too hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like oh, we forgot about magic. No. No, we just chose to. Mandicord is also an exercise. Or even like when the like when uh, um Barley keeps taking out essentially the dungeon master's guy and he's flipping through the spells. It's to me, it's like yeah, these are real spells. You can do this, but you just have like when one of my favorite scenes. You need is to have what, your heart's fire. Yeah, the heart's fire. And also, I just love Chris Pratt in this movie. I, I like, love both Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt for me just shines. I like when he takes the splinter out and makes it into a new. Yeah, that is a that's that cool. such a good bit. Yeah, such a cool every thing. fiber. That was a good bit. He's yeah. like. Uh, every time they go, ow, Splinter, can we stand this down? It's like, that is an ancient magical staff. You cannot stand it down. Okay, okay. so a great example of what Sparks was talking about is when Chris Pratt lets uh, let his car go. Oh. Sacrifices his car. That is such oh. an awesome moment. That's a he really slaps great. it and it makes a whinny like a horse. And oh. it, the, it gets a flat tire and starts... That is so funny. No, yeah. and the, the the tape he puts in is Rise of, Val- Rise of Valhalla. I gotta say, yeah. though, uh, John Powell, when... Really hard on the music in this movie. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. really good. Oh no, sorry, not John Powell. That was Call of the Wild. <laughs> By the way, John, uh, John Powell has a really good soundtrack for Call of the Wild. The music is really good in this Do movie. You oh, yeah. to look it up. I got it. You no, got it. Come on. All right. Um, yeah, the music is really good. Uh, I was gonna just respond to what you were saying, Ben. That like, uh, I I think personally, like the character and the story, uh, the, the what this film is really about, the heart of it, the brothers mm-hmm. and that the 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 main characters around them, that is nailed for me in perfect excellence oh, yeah. uh, of Pixar fashion. Michael Dana and what, Jeff Dana, they're brothers. What I think oh. detracts from it is like, I think the setting, the amount that we don't get to explore it or just how it's perceived wouldn't even be an issue to me if we weren't still kind of being like nudged towards a B plot about like, yeah, but it's also about restoring magic. The fairies and, and the wings. And like, I kind yeah. of wish mm-hmm. the film hadn't like Deviated. framed that as the idea. Mm-hmm. And had instead just kept it as like it's about the brothers. I would agree. I like Julia Louise Dreyfus. I love. Yeah, I am a strong. I loved all all the voice cast. Yeah, well, I was saying I I like the mom's plot line. Yeah, Yeah. I do too. I I do too. Octavia Spencer as the Manticore is just kick. That's my favorite. That's my favorite character. I think I think everything to Manticore is like such a cool and awesome idea. Oh my god! When they go to the pawn shop. 
Yeah. And it's a, oh, and now God. And now I jacked up the price. <laughs> is that supposed to be a gremlin? That's, I don't know. That's something. She, she is, you killed her. No, I just paralyzed her. I said before <laughs> I said before the sunglasses came off, I'm like, this is the sister of the doctor from Nightmare Before Christmas. That's yeah. what this is right here. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, it sticks it with the scorpion tail. Yeah. Boom. Uh, that that's an excellent sequence. What that's are, what are you anyway? I'm half that's corporate. more of the kind of like little explorations I want to see the world because yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, when they're tr- when they're in the the tavern and she's trying to fix the karaoke machine and and yelling about, oh, you have to do this. It's like I'm giving you, this place one star. It's like, do you who said that? Uh, you did apparently. Hmm? Like you're like I'm no lie. Like no adventure is without peril. I'm like yeah. who said that? You did. Yeah, and then yeah. there's a painting of it, or there, or she's talking about it like, yeah, but then people, I would send people on adventures, and then they would die, and then I get sued, and I really needed this place to stay alive, and I need to do all this. I'm like, wow, I think that's this that, is great. That is like a, a trope that I really like of like this warrior who became like the salesperson or something, and like they have to yeah. get back into it. I'm like, what's cooler than like a giant manticore doing that, right. working at a Denny's? I, yeah. thought, I thought that that pulp plot line worked for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah, especially I, especially the. Uh, the 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 manticore uh mascot dude oh that's so good so good (laughs) repeating everything yeah that was so good yeah when he met when the mask gets melted Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i like that i like that whole bit yeah Yeah. oh we forgot to mention there was a simpsons short oh you know what let's do it so real quick Uh let's do it oh no i loved it no 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 i'm just saying Uh, real quick we're diverting from onward we're gonna talk about a Simpson short. Well, yeah, just a little bit because it was yeah. part of it. No, yeah, okay. Just Pixar shorts. Uh, I've seen some of the Simpsons. My whole thing is that's what we're doing, Disney. We're doing Simpson shorts now. Yeah. Where's my Pixar short? Yeah. I come. I I I look forward to the Pixar shorts. What are we doing? We have Spark shorts on Disney Plus. There's tons of them for free. I know, but uh, you know the 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 Pixar shorts that they put in front of the in front of their movies are always their experiment. Their look, experiment. Look. Yeah. I, this is not more egregious than putting the twenty-minute Olaf That's in, in front of Coco. That's that was fair. horrendous. True. True. This was True. not as bad. That's also, fair. I thought this was really good. No, I like the short a lot. I yeah. just I'm I'm wigged out with the presentation more than anything. It's the it's the opening where it's the Mickey Mouse silhouette and, and then it's, it's Homer, Homer with, with two the, donuts and yeah. I'm like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. It's weird. Yes. The one Mickey um, cameo I liked was the <clears> Gracie <throat> films. The shh, and you see Mickey Mouse da, 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 in the that's theater. that's also on the same level where I'm like. This is uncomfortable. It's oh, weird, okay. and I would feel worse about it if the short wasn't really good. No, yeah, yeah. I think no, that I short like, is I was, hella charm. I, I like the short a lot too. It's, hey. it's it's more about like the the corporate synergy. No, yeah. That yeah. that wigs me out than the short itself. Those are the things on either end of it. I get that's, it. That's 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 actually that's a good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out why it bothered me. That's why. I get it. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Right. Doesn't it get the fact that it's a quality short. I, <laughs> no. I get. Yeah. I'm not saying it does. I know. Yeah. And they still kept with the tradition of having all the Pixar shorts be silent. Yeah. But silent as in no no talking yeah. or no like major speaking roles. I mean, I didn't care for the short because I just that's, don't care about that's the Simpsons. That's not true. Not all Pixar shorts are silent. That is not true. You're oh. right. Sorry. I don't know. I just said yes because I don't know. Lava. There's uh, oh. yeah. Oh, also yeah, also also every Toy Story short. Uh, Womp yeah. Womp, which yeah. are Pixar shorts that go in front of the movies, and those are not um, silent. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't I'll I don't really care about the Simpsons, so it it didn't really work. Neither for me. do I. But the the like the spark set, the synergy of it all is uncomfortable. Yeah. But I like the short. It's it's very sweet. Yeah, I sh- like it a lot. The short itself is fine. I mean, it, you. I was the, a little the part where Maggie's just why 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 yeah, why. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was funny. That got me. Or she's like, or she and, has like yeah. a her milk bottle. And she go and she like just takes the the top off and just like chugs. Milkaholic. Yeah. 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 
I haven't cared about Simpsons in like 15 years. I just I I thought it was really really well made. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I was fully expecting to be like this is stupid, but like I was laughing almost the whole time. So yeah. I'm I'm happy I'm happy to like it. When yeah. when Homer picks up Maggie, he has a burrito. And she like slams a burrito in his yes, face. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We've now we now interrupt this program to bring you back to onward. <laughs> onward to the review. Put um, it into O for onward. Now I get it. I love that part. Onward. It's not drive. It's onward. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I just. I think that everything about the characters, uh, the, the script around the characters' story, is very sharp. Um, I really think that they nail so much subtlety. Uh, that that's. I think that's the key word. Honestly, is the subtlety of the relationship that that it really. All the pieces are there, but you're not looking at the right places because it's not trying to force anything on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it unfolds in a very natural way. And so when it comes to him realizing, oh, it's my brother, my brother uh, has been there for me and I haven't been appreciating that and that that turn. And then, uh, and then that ultimately leading to him deciding it's more important that he has the moment with their father and him having to watch from behind the rubble. Uh, is is not the ending I thought we were going to get out of this, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I was, I, loved it. I loved the ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like the ending a whole lot. I yeah. really, uh, I mean, obviously, um, Barley was one of my favorite characters this whole time. I mean, he's a D and D nerd. He uh, listens. He's to you. Uh, kind of. Yeah. There's a few lines where I, I looked up at Sparks. I'm like, that sounds just like Ben. <laughs> not, not in a bad way. I'm just like, I know. I know. It's, I know. it's interesting to see. Like, oh man, they made Ben into a live action Elf Man. Cool. Um, animated Elf Man. Animated Elf Man. No, well, when this, when the scenes, it's when, um, when the scene that hit me really hard was this scene where he tells um, Ian about the fourth memory, mm-hmm. the one where yeah, about the tubes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's. I don't know. I mean, it's cosmic coincidence because I'm going through something like that right now with a, my own family member. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still, I'm still talking to her. I'm still like, I'm in a form of communication, but I get what he's going through. It's really hard to see someone you love and you care about go through what his dad. I'm, I'm assuming cancer because it's sick. We don't know what the what disease, cancer because he's sick and he died. Sure. And I can under, completely understand, especially when you're a really little kid, when you see someone you've known and loved your entire life hooked up to a bunch of tubes and definitely not the person they were. And you just can't do it. I completely understand. And I'm like, while seeing watching that scene, I'm like, damn. Why you have to do Me this to the too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think key to that is again like just how realistic and natural the moment was because yeah. again any other movie, Ian chimes in. And he's like, well, you know, blah blah blah, supplants that. But the moment just link sits there and Ian just sits in it in silence with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Oh look, we're at the, you know, it very naturally moves on from it. It's not, uh, you, you know, it's not this, f- this idea of like, mm-hmm. I, I got to say something that's consoling and we got to kind of make the moment complete. It's left yeah. open. Yeah. I, and I really like like the final lines of like, it's like, what did he say? He's like, well, his name was blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, that's, <laughs> his it's, wizard name would have been blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's terrible. And, it's like, and then he wanted me that's to awful. give you this. Yeah. And yeah. then he yeah. gives him a hug. Yeah, like, that was really sweet. Being able to not hear the conversation and, and watch the conversation from Ian's point of view, I think it was 10 times powerful. Because we don't see the dad turn around. We just see him focused on Barley. And they have their moment. They hug. He fades away. And then he tells them all the stuff. And they have their own connection. It was like, 
kind of Pixar are you getting me again? Yep. I mean, unfortunately, this film didn't make me ball as hard as <clears throat> I did when I saw um, Coco and uh, Inside Out. Coco. God, Coco. Coco also made me cry like a baby. Yeah, Coco, Coco will wreck you. Coco will destroy you. Coco's good. I mean, shit. But it still made me feel. It's like, damn it, Pixar, why did you have to make us cry all the time? Excuse me, it's what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, again, like, the, just the heart of what the movie is really, truly works. Yeah, yeah the I core of the movie really well. I yeah. think it's one that, weirdly, I think is going to pay off on rewatches more mm-hmm. because you'll be more aware and you'll be watching what the what way that doing? they're writing what Barley's doing with Ian yeah. and how Ian is written in response to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I agree. Uh, I really do feel that just thinking back on it. Um, and the other thing I was going to say has escaped me temporarily. I'll find it, though. Someone else say something for a moment. Something for a moment. Bumble snack. That didn't. Benedict that, Cumberbatch. You know what Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch's uh, uh, super got, fans are called? Cumberbitches. I got I it. Uh, so the gag, the gags that worked the so well for me. What about uh, the plus? Every gag uh, about the dad, the dad's legs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, and and how everything sat on top of his legs. Um, everything related to that I thought was really well animated and really entertaining. We can have Bernie's when he danced. Oh, that's such a good like moment. He can feel the vi- he can feel the vibrations. Yeah, yeah. very mm-hmm. very good moment. Oh, he's terrible. Um, I yeah, when Barley stands behind him and he's like, it would probably look like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just like the way they would animate the the clothes shrugging mm-hmm. is or slouching in Even whatever the foot manner taps. they would. Or yeah. um, when but pre- also just the way yes that they would create emotional moments out of out of legs and and taps and one, and things like that. One well, of my favorite parts is when uh, they're getting chased by the pixies and the top part's out and it looks like he's shaking his fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's on shades. <laughs> one of, one of, my, well, my favorite, my favorite is when it's like you got something to say, shades, and it's just yeah. <laughs> it's a good bit. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 legs really worked for me, especially when when uh, Barley does the tap on the legs. That the, yes, the, the, yes, that was yeah. That like was when, when very, the legs first when the legs first come into play, and they're like, oh, he's just legs, and then he, they the legs figure it out. It's like wow. It's I dad. do like they're not scared for for long. They're just kind of like, okay, this is definitely dad. Yeah, uh-huh. we got to get the rest of them. Yeah. So the again, the timetable makes it so like they have to hurry with. Yes, this exactly. Yeah. yeah. The the tape on its own is very effective. Oh. Just as like this is the one thing I have left of of mm-hmm. my dad. The him rewinding it and mimicking a conversation. I thought it was creepy. Match. Oh. I thought it was kind of sad and creepy. I thought I I liked it. I thought it was really sad. And really I don't creepy. know how I would react. It is really sad. It's, yeah. it's, oh, I don't know how I would react in a situation like that, having never known your dad. And yeah, you yeah. said this is something that's from. This is this his guy. real life. Yeah. This real is the life. director's real life. Like, yeah, I think that's. I, I think it works. Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty effective. For me, it it works. I he's mean, lo- he's longing for yeah. Because I mean, you, we see the pictures of the dad, the mom, and Barley, and then we see the picture of mom and and Ian there, and he's just listening to this tape, and that's the only thing he has besides right. a few pictures. Yeah, he has which, a kid as well. So yeah. which I because like, for you me, listen to it enough times. Yeah, you you I feel like it's only natural that mm-hmm. you would form some kind of conversation to be the other end of it. Yeah. I mean, um, even though he's obviously not in mourning, um, I've seen scenes like this in other media where the characters, they have like the last piece of uh, recorded tape or recorded audio. Civil and, War. Yeah, Civil yes, War. I love you. Uh, Civil War. There's a scene, the yes, really powerful scene in Ruby about it. And there's a powerful that, scene in P.S. I love you. Okay. Is that the Gerard Butler movie? Yes. Yikes. <laughs> because she keeps calling his, his cell phone to get his voicemail. Oh. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like scenes like that. Like obviously, those characters are in mourning because they lost someone, and that's the last thing they have left. Whereas Ian, this is the only thing he has of his dad's voice. Otherwise, he wouldn't have known what his dad sounded like. Right. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's effective because it, mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of like you know it's like Peter Quill with this tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his tapes, like this is yeah. the only thing I have left. Right, and I and I I like that moment. I like the way that they they expanded on it. It it felt right to it me. It felt natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think the movie's pretty pretty cool. Should we do we have any more we want to add? Yeah, when Colt Bronco gets to step out of the house at the end and go, "I was born to run," oh, and yeah. then takes and his, his hair. hat off and his hair flows <laughs> out. I'm like, hell his yeah, Fabio hair. <laughs> I oh, love okay. it. One other thing I really like is that his name on her phone is Main Man. Besides mm. that, besides that, that's so good. Wow, wow, wow. I feel. I mean, obviously times change, and obviously she fell in love with the, with um, someone else, and sure. she's dating someone else. Uh-huh. I like how the kids, I mean, they make fun of him, but they don't hate him. Yes. It's not a stereotypical. They, yeah, yeah, they have a respect for him, but they, I mean, they make fun of him as like, oh, that's a pretty good cult. Because he's but, cheesy. Yeah. yeah, he's cheesy, but at the same time, they're not like, screw him, we hate him, uh, down with our quote-unquote step-parent. I've seen that yeah, he's trip got so many times. He's got yeah. such yeah. a good laugh. Nor, yeah. nor is he entirely that direction on either of the kids either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's trying his best, but he's still he's still very new at Reminds this. Reminds me of the dad in Ant Man. A little bit. We're like like yes, the like, stepdad in Ant Man. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Ant Man uh-huh. is a criminal, so like he has to go after him, but like he's kind of looking out for yeah. him, trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. I really like Colt Bronco's laugh. Yeah, so do I. I actually it's like really funny. I like Colt Bronco as a character. Like when he's trying to get the boys back, he's like, "I'm trying to help you." Yeah. And then they're going on this thing. He's like, "I can't be mad." Yeah, I can't be mad at him. So I really liked how this film doesn't take the oh we hate our stepdad, but it's like doesn't play the tropes. Yeah, it does not play. As the someone tropes. who's had many many stepdads, uh, I'm glad there's like hey you can like a stepdad. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's possible. It's, it's yeah, possible it's Hollywood. Possible. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one that's one other thing I want to mention of why I enjoy this film quite a bit. Cool. Okay. Onward to the review. Anything else? Want to read it? Final thoughts, right? Final sure. thoughts, right? Sparks. Uh yeah, I think that sorry, there was a hair right there. Um I think that everything about the uh family, um the Manticore, Colt Bronco, uh all that is fantastic. Um I think the entire story is nailed out really well at the heart of it. Um I just wish that the I I feel like in some ways the world setting is fighting its script uh a little bit and I I I think it, I I imagine that in some ways some of this is just a little too complicated to even have completely found the remedy for because like you need to hit all these buttons. My simple fix would be that I just kind of wish that the um, oh and you're also kind of responsible for bringing magic back was just not as uh, as heavily heavy handed and more underplayed like a lot of the other stuff that works so well is. But overall, I really like it. I really like the relationships. I'd like to watch it again because I, I feel like it's going to have a different play for me uh, a second time. I think it will for a lot of people. But I, I really think it came out overall pretty solid. And I, I respect that it's a, such a personal project and, and unique in its own crafting of that mm-hmm. side of the story. Sure. Uh, so I would give it a solid eight. Uh, cool. That's what I'm going to give it. And I will also just really quickly say uh, I think if nobody had made a big deal in the press about there being a gay character in the film, it wouldn't have been banned anywhere because it's literally just a line, guys. Yep. Brian? <laughs> uh, I literally everything sparks. <laughs> like beat for beat, like yeah, all the character stuff's great. Uh, I wish there were I wish the world building had uh a little more to it instead of just kind of being like almost like a facade. My phone dropped. It's fine. It's it's an iPhone 10. It's got it's got durability. Um, I would also give it an eight. Uh, not one of the best Pixar's, but like again, they don't make that many bad movies. Uh, it's still a great, a pretty good movie. Eight yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Ben, freaking love this movie. I 
every, it hits all the notes that I I was laughing at so many times. I was I love those subtle references to other high fan. I love how it it makes Quest of Your their own version of D and D. It hits every wheelhouse for me. I get what you guys are saying about the the whole world, but for it doesn't bother me that much. It hits every note for you. It hits all the notes for me. You in, you combined yeah things. You can find saying by saying it hits every wheelhouse. Yeah, it hits every, it hits my wheelhouse. It's a nine. It's in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You, don't, your you wheel. don't hit the wheelhouse. You're in it. Yeah, it's a nine. Okay, I love this movie. Nine. I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to own a Blu-ray. I'm glad. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I agree with Sparks and Ryan. Um, I have a lo- I don't have a lot to add to that. I think I'd give it. I think I'm sitting at about a seven point five. Yeah, still yeah. a good. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we get into our book club? Everyone, <laughs> says if you can, if you're willing to brave. The dangerous movie No, Brave movie is, a, theaters. is a 2014. If uh, you're willing to brave the dangerous movie theaters, you can certainly ooh. go see this movie in theaters, and you yeah. should. Or go yeah. see Harley Quinn instead. Or go see Birds of Prey, <laughs> because that's still fantastic, and you should see that. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, Do you have any books? Uh, Could you be a little bit more specific? Um, Anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Ben, yes. take it away. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. I was hoping you were going to do that. Yeah, so my book is Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, Volume 1, Imperial Machine. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm going to correct you right now. It is actually called Star Wars, okay. colon, Darth Vader, dash, Dark Lord of the Sith, Volume 1, dash, Imperial, Imperial Machine. March. Colon, Imperial Fallen Order. Imperial Machine. <laughs> Shit. Well, come on, Marvel. Anyways, it's written by one of our favorite writers, Charles Soule, and drawn by Giuseppe Cam- Camicoli. Camicoli, thank you. Wow. I'm familiar with it. He did a lot of good Spider-Man work. Yeah. So I can see how he'd be a good Spider-Man artist. Yeah. So this book takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. It is when Darth Vader was just starting out as Darth Vader, and it's an era, Star- yeah, era of Star Wars that not a lot of people... Look into like a lot of people talk about oh what happened like between or right before episode four or right before uh, or between four and five six uh, five and six oh, yada, yada, yada. because of stories like this rebels fallen order mm-hmm. and things like that um, this era of Star Wars the be- the era between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope mm-hmm. is quickly becoming my favorite era it's starting to become one of my favorite too and li- like the first issue is or the first page is flashbacks from episode three. And you see Vader do the no and the pushing no and the infamous no pushing Palpatine and Palpatine just straight up smiling, smiling, <laughs> force lightning Vader. Well, he's I like, do like, where's I, your lightsaber, Vader? I really like where he's just like, you good? Okay, zap. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he does take that beat to be like, you, you done? Okay, don't ever do that again. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the line, just you ever touch me with the force again. Yeah. Yeah. I will finish what. Hold up, I gotta do my Palpatine voice. I will finish what Obi Wan could not. There you go. Thank you. So one, I love this book a whole lot because it really shows how effed up Vader is. Yeah, he's got mega he PTSD. Is, he, is, he is. Oh boy. And and also it gets it tells you the story of how Vader gets his lightsaber. Yeah. So That's, this is this is new to canon. It was introduced mm-hmm. by in Ahsoka and the Ahsoka uh, book. The idea that the Sith lightsabers, the Sith Kyber crystal, is a bled, it's corrupted, uh, yeah. is a corrupted uh, Jedi crystal. 
and because there's no red kyber. You basically got to be mean to it. Yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> to you got to infuse it with your pain, and that's yeah. that's something that that started in this that became canon in the Ahsoka novel and carried over here. Um, I think it's kind of a cool addition to canon to show that he mm-hmm. had to like fight for his saber. I think fight it is for cool. his 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 crystal. Um, and the 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 Jedi he chooses was this guy who's like I promised never I swore to never be part of the Jedi Order, to never uh, to never like interfere with the Jedi Order. But now that they're gone, uh, I'm going to murder you and go restore the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first Darth Vader series by Kieran Gillen, which ran uh, tw- 50 issues? 25. 25, right. Then then this got relaunched. Then um, this was 25. Also. So yeah, like I read 25 awesome issues of Vader. I'm like, man, I love Charles Soule, but like, I don't know if I need another Vader series. And then the first issue came out, I'm like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> this uh, book is good. Yeah. And there's, now, some great. Clo- there's some clones. I love the clone the stuff. Clone and like, stuff oh yeah. Really oh, the, la- the Camino's like, this is going to be the last batch. Oh yeah. And then like, what's the Empire going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a cool idea. It's like, look at me. I'm a Jedi. He's like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. So or even when Vader like uses that lightsaber to fight off the clones and he just drops it, he's like, I can't. Oh, the Vibroblade kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also, I love it when he's like, when, um, what's his name that did the blue the blue guy with the really long, weird things? I don't, uh, it says his name in the book. I forget what it is. Like, he name. holds up Yoda's lightsaber and he tosses it into this fire thing, this fire pit. And Vader's like, ah, so you could have given me any lightsaber, including Yoda's, to corrupt, but you didn't. He's like, do you understand? He's like, yes, it has to be taken. Yeah. Because the Sith take what they want. It's basically like a book burning but for all the lightsabers, and it's like, yeah. look, the Jedi were corrupted, and they tried to kill our sweet ass emperor. Look how terrible they are! Burn them all. Tarkin mm-hmm. gets a mention in this book. Yeah, Tarkin Shows gets an appearance. He gets a cameo. He gets a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about talking about Project Stardust. Mm-hmm. Ooh, recognizable. Yeah. Um, I really like how you can hear Anakin. Yeah. Yes. That that you can hear like him how he shifts from Anakin towards Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very clear in this book. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that just yet. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh I, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, I really thought that that was well done, that I can like hear Hayden Christensen, his performance. It's before he lost all his humanity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming across, it's, it's him driven by his rage. Um, there's actually, I think, one really clear line. I forget which line it is, but there's one clear line that's... Uh, uh, oh no! It's the it's the moment. Sorry. Okay. Um, uh, real quick before I say this, uh, I think the art is exceptional. Um, I know he's already been praised for it on the book, but um, the the way that he's able to draw the angles of Vader's mask to convey emotion mm-hmm. is so effective. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, in this book, and then the art itself is just really good. Okay. Uh, right before when the dream moment happens, when Vader's trying to bleed the the Kyber crystal, uh, Anakin gets blown back against the wall, and he says, "What?" What have I done? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what he says when he blows Mace Windu yeah. out of the window. What have I done? Uh, yeah. In episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, man, I, I feel the connective tissue here. Yeah. Uh, that that fabricate. I remember the first time I was reading it, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and he's, uh, ah, you've made your decision. And uh, so, and he kills the Emperor. That dream sequence is like, obviously the standout, I think, of this volume. Yeah. It is oh, yeah. so... It is yeah. so beautiful, and it's like, what could have been? Like, oh my! I also God. really like how he imagines where Obi Wan went. Yeah, yeah, yes. like this planet that Obi Wan somewhere nice, somewhere yep. nice. The, the place Thanos went to go chill. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that moment a whole lot when he takes off his mask and he's like, you know, it's like kneeling before him. Yeah, yeah, Obi Wan, please kill me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I like that that sequence a whole lot. This also introduces. This is the first meeting of Darth Vader and the Inquisitors. Dude, yes, the Grand Inquis- Inquisitor. Yes. All the Inquisitors from Rebels uh, and the game are in here. But, oh, yeah. but ah! Before we go to that, uh, just that 
that that moment even existed where Anakin was being appealed to and he said, no, I refuse it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, dude, this was like literally your your second to last chance, man. You're not going to get another until your son. That mm-hmm. Jedi that he has to kill is like so cool. And like, yes. he did like this weird, He's like, rad. he just like this weird uh, ritual or something. Like he went, yeah. it's, I'm not it's sure. A, like, hold on, I'm trying to find, I'm trying like to find it's it. The Barash, Barash, it's the Barash vow yeah. where you fo- where you it's like a pilgrimage well it's more like a, a self exile like hey i'm still a jedi but i'm not gonna get involved in any jedi affairs he's like he's pulling a yoda because he they're like doing it for like spiritual reasons for but he does he did because he just wants to fight yeah so when he he was made to fight yeah and then he's like i declare my vow upheld my vow is completed so i'm going back to the jedi he wants to rebuild the Jedi, of uh, course. Yeah, jump, jumping around that that part where Vader has the clones and they threw the grenade in there, and he's like, mm-hmm. he has limits. We can put restraints on him. He's like, I'm not a Jedi. I have no limits. And oh, it's so oh. the crap out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah when he, the, he has the, the option to just like give them the security code and not have to kill any of them, and he's like, no, I, I want to. Want to? I want to kill him. He's like, um, I'm, I'm mad. I want to kill some fools. Uh, going back to the Jedi that he takes the lightsaber from, uh, he, I like that he's portrayed to be like this incredible fighter and everything, and the mm-hmm. only way that we see Vader be able to beat him. Not not saying that he absolutely couldn't have done it another way, but like the way that he decides and the way that we see it is, I'll just I'll just drown the city. I'll yeah. drown the city, and yeah. he'll try and stop it, and then I'll kill him. He, he goes for the Superman move. week. Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. Superman. What Man of Steel should have done if Zod had figured it out. Yeah. In Man of Steel. He's like, oh, I get it. Like you're weaker because of them. He destroys a water tower, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> Drowns that whole whole place. Vader's relentless, man. He's so good. He's like straight. He's like, this isn't about them. He's like, oh, of course it is. Of course and it just is. Yeah. Breaks the, the dam. It's the murders the entire city and takes the saber. Just walks right out of there. It's the Barash vow. Barash vow. Yeah. Barash um, vow. Yeah. He he. Um. Is that what Yoda does? No. Okay. I mean, it might be now. It might have been retconned into. We've never heard this before. I don't think. I I think I think that like it, there, it's a more formal thing to do the Barash vow. Uh, Yoda just went Just the implication, Yoda straight up sent himself into exile as punishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not believe the Barash vow is, in, is perceived by Jedi even as punishment. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the Superman weakness. I think like. it would be arguable that what Ahsoka did, if she had done it more formally, would have been considered a Barash vow. Yeah. Um, I think you're. I think you're spot on with like the Jedi, the the, the Superman weakness when he kills the yeah. Jedi, mm-hmm. um, and he takes the lightsaber because it's already established earlier in the in the novel that he can use the force on something and still be able to do something else with mm-hmm. the force. Whereas yes. other Jedi can't do that. He's right. He has transcended a Jedi weakness. Yeah. As Darth Vader. Um, yeah. Uh, I really like all that stuff. And then we get to, uh, him being the grand inquisitor, uh, Who right before be that, his, his suit is messed up and Palpatine's like, Oh, what's up? Oh, I get it. You want to build. You you're an engineer. Your you're an engineer. You want to do it. I get it. Fixes it up, implying that Vader would have been even more powerful if he'd just been able to have his suit function yeah. properly. Because he yeah. says earlier, Palpatine asked him in the book, he's like, "How is it?" He's like, "It's acceptable." It's acceptable. Yeah. 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 Uh, he makes it fantastic because he che- mm-hmm. tests it on the Grand Inquisitor. And he's like, "I'm just testing my suit, man. What yeah. up?" Yeah. And just slices through that circle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we meet the. I like the the visual callback to the Temple Guardian, have it because the Grand Inquisitor used to be a Temple Guardian. I yes. like that he mm-hmm. looks at his former outfit. Um, there's some really good references to Rebels in this. How we see all the all the Inquisitors from Rebels. Hell yeah! Uh, as well as Inquisitors new to this book that were introduced that we saw in the Fall, Fall video, Order. The, Fall ninth, Order. the ninth sister. She's in there. Yeah, 
And I, I think that's so cool. I think that's really cool. I like. Wait, this. wait, wait! Not the ninth sister. Second the, sister. The eight. The second sister. The second sister. The ninth the sister, sister is not in this because the ninth sister is turned by Vader. That's in the game, right? The ninth sister. No, no, is, she, talking about, no she debuted about, in this book. She, yeah, she the is. They're, the one with the they're tusks. all in here. The one with the, the big, tusks. the big one with the tusks. Right. No, I'm talking. Who's who? That's the, the sec, t- um, here, Tula. Yeah, that's that's the second sister. That's Tula. Okay. I think yeah. it's the is the big That's, one the that ninth can't be sister? Tula though. But it is we don't we don't see we we get flashbacks to her turn by by Vader. Oh no, you're right. I know, I'm right. That's why I'm saying it. But this is mm-hmm. Tula. No, it can't be. It has to be somebody else. I think that's a blunder on the I game. think it might just be a blunder. I think that's a yeah. blunder on the I don't the think game. they'd make this, the mask look the exact same if you know, like no, because one. because they've because this is this issue issue six is the first appearance of Tula. Yeah, um, that was that was confirmed. Uh, I think that might be a blunder from the game. Yeah, I think it might be a blunder. Because I know the blunderful. I know the one with the tusk, the big one. Yeah, the, 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 that's, that's not who we were debating okay. about. No. We're talking about Tula, um, the second sister. Uh, I love um, that the Palpatine keeps calling him my friend. Yeah, to keep him like uh, I'm. No, we're buddies. That's what, that's what he does in Revenge of the Sith. My friend. He ta- yeah. he says he, he calls Anakin my friend. He also calls Yoda my friend. Um, he, be- he betrays all his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really. This I is a good. Really I think. Um, I after reading this again, I'm like shit. I really. I'm if, not. If you sorry, if you read on because I read this a couple months ago, uh, but I read past this. I read into the next one. It was all the way up to like the thirteenth issue or something. And uh, if you read into the next arc, is where it gets into stuff that ties directly into like the Jedi Fallen Order game because it's about like the the children that are still out there and oh, things yeah. like that. That's yeah. cool. Sorry, I cut you no, off. No, it's right okay. Now. I I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to oh, add. Got it. Um, I don't know if you guys know what's happening right now in the Darth Vader comic. Are you, guys, are you? I bet oh, you're picking it up. I very I'm vaguely familiar. Issue two hasn't familiar. come. Issue two hasn't come out yeah. yet, but I know exactly Wait, what you're going to talk about. Issue two's out, isn't it? No, it's no, not. It's not? only no. issue one. Well, oh, okay. One. I've Trust seen me, some... I, I asked that. I went to the store on Saturday, on Friday. I asked if issue two come out, and it comes out next week. Okay. I've seen week. some images. I guess from issue one, I, I didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That there's like uh, there's like a Padme lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. God damn it, Greg Peck. I really, I might have to buy this yeah, Darth Vader I, I, book. I'm thinking I'm going to have to, too. Hey, remember when I said when I got the book that you got, uh, we should be picking up that Darth Vader book? Because that Darth Vader book is good. I just, there's so many books. I know. X-Men, Ben. Dude. You know what? I would have I would have done it if I didn't pick up Excalibur. And then you got to pick up X-Factor. <gasps> I'm going to pick up X-Factor. Sorry, Star Wars. I have too much. Sorry, too Star much, Wars. Much. No. It's going to be an X-List, an X-Pull list. You know what? If if DC decides to like cancel everything I'm reading, then maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right now, no. Um, no, I'm, I'm starting to think about canceling Young Justice unless this new one start gets being good vibes. Yeah. Anyway, shall we? Sparks, do I know you're looking up uh, the second sister stuff. I mean, I'm pro- I'm probably not going to find the answer while we're still on air. <laughs> do you want to do you want to say anything more before we get out of here? Uh, this book is awesome. Everyone should read it. Um, I think I think the most excellent thing about it is just how much I can feel the transition from Hayden Christensen's Anakin into Darth Vader that mm-hmm. we'll know him in the later films. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With that. Uh, this is another Darth Vader home run. The first Darth Vader run when Marvel got the rights back by Karen Gillan was really good. This I've only read the first volume. I'm looking forward to buy the second volume when I go to WonderCon in a few weeks and uh, even reading the Darth Vader volume by Greg Pak. Really good. Every single Darth Vader book I've read. Every, almost great. almost all the Star Wars books, even the miniseries, have been good. It's almost it's uh-huh. almost shocking because like, I read I read the, the original Han Solo one, the Lando one by Charles Soule, like, and those are all solid. I'm like, good job, Marvel. Yeah. Good job. And Charles Soule has a has a really I really like Charles Soule's understanding of the he, Star Wars universe. Yeah, he gets oh, it. Oh, we yeah. are you guys reading the Star Wars book? The no, Charles not, not yet. Ooh. Not yet. Ooh. I just you, told you, you, man. I, I'm, I'm full up. If, do you <laughs> want me? Do you want me to loan those to you? Because I will loan them to you. No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I I think that um, 
you know, Charles Soule is one of those people that I would lump in with Dave Filoni and Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Just they get the, it. Those guys get Star Wars in a way that I, I understand. This is not the second sister. Okay. It is not the same helmet. It is not the second sister. Oh, Got it. Interesting. There is on Wikipedia. There is no information about her appearing in this comic. She uh, in canon is officially captured uh, later uh, by Imperial officers with her master, and she is tortured, and she does betray uh, and become be- that because of Vader. She is one hundred percent a creation of Charles Soule, though. That's what Charles Soule at least said on Twitter. Like, yeah, this that- is my character that they've used in the game. Yeah, I definitely. She's that. in a comic. Okay. I, I am just not I, this one, but she's not in this comic. That right. is not her. It might be later. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, this did run for I was, a while. I was under the impression that that Fallen Order, that's that that thing in Fallen Order happened in a uh, happened shortly after, shortly after Revenge of the Sith because of the of the younglings. Yeah. Mm. The younglings, um, Master Skywalker. But yeah. Okay. Shall we get on? Yeah, because it says it says you know I trust Wikipedia to be Star uh, Wars yeah. experts. <laughs> it says that she's uh, she's captured. Uh, when they go into hiding after Order 66. Mm. And it takes time before, and it's ultimately her master's uh, uh, betrayal, uh, her perceived betrayal by her master, that makes her uh, ultimately given to the torture by Darth Vader. I love it. I love it. I'm looking for her first appearance. It has it on Wikipedia. Tula. I'm not going to find it here either. Either way, Star Wars. Hey, uh, people who complain about Disney, it's ruining Star Wars. Read the books; they're freaking good. Charles, Charles Soule is definitely, like I said, one of those one of those creators that if you, he's touching Star Wars, I'm in. That's why I'm excited oh, yeah. for the uh, the High Republic because like, she he's first like a... she first appeared in Darth Vader: Dark Lord of the Sith nineteen. So oh, like the fourth volume. There we go. Cool. So after you're right, you're right. Um, all right, Ryan, it's me. It's your book club next week. Sorry, guys. Hold up. I'm gonna use my psychic powers. I'm going because to... I already told you what it is too. So Damn it, Ryan! You can't use psychic powers when you know the answer already. I was <laughs> trying to do a bit. My book club is going to be Astonishing X-Men Volume One by Joss Whedon and art and art by John Cassidy. This is um, not arguably like this is one of the most successful and critically acclaimed X-Men series. Now, are of all you time. talking about the first six issues or the complete collection? Because that's twelve. <laughs> if you guys want to do 12 like his run is short um i'm only gonna do the first volume but like if you guys can if you guys want to do a full run we can do it baby because because the, the volumes that are collect the only volumes that you can find right now are the complete collections and those are two volumes uh 12 issues each um hmm. or roughly so volume one are you just talking about like the original printing run of volume one which is six issues or five issues just or the first however? volume just okay. the first like whatever the first arc is okay yeah first so, arc yeah. yeah six issues all right um Okay, that'll do it then. Hell yeah. Uh, next week, we have a review of Bloodshot. Oh, it's superhero time. Um, the second comic book film of the year. Ben, you won't be here. No, I won't. Sorry to say. Um, go see Bloodshot anyway. Do I it. don't think I can. Do it <laughs> for the gram. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't do it for Instagram. Um, all if right. I'm doing anything for Instagram, it's the, uh, I'm taking pictures of where I'm going to be. We have a YouTube yeah. page. Um, you can find us on on YouTube if you like. We have the link in the description. You can find uh, our shows, Fake Nerds Watch, which we have Star Trek Picard. The fifth episode went up. Yep, this week. Yep. The first arc of Astonishing X Men is called Gifted. It's issues one through six. Cool. Okay. Um, the first the first arc. Then. So uh, we have a Star Trek Picard that I am doing with with Downright Nerdy. We are actually two episodes behind. Oopsie. But our YouTube page is behind anyway. So it's all berries. We're uh, so I'm I'm kind of okay with it. <laughs> it was it was having the motivation. Truthfully, the motivation to record was not with me this week. I, I feel you. It's been a rough week. 
Um, we have a basement. Ar- we have basement arcade series, which you guys are still going through Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. We sure are. Um, uh, oh, we will have a basement arcade special about Final Fantasy VII uh, demo remake yep. demo thing. Remake out. demo, yeah. Nice. And um, promise you, Mortal Kombat's coming soon. Okay, <laughs> it's gotta. Um, you can find all those in the link in the description. We also have a Funko affiliate. You can use promo code Shop Ten for ten percent off your purchase. Um, get the I just I just pre-ordered uh, the the Slife of the Sky Dragon Obelisk the Tormentor pops. So uh, yeah, Slife of Sky Dragon. Man, I'm so scared. What a gonna, name. I'm, I'm so scared they're gonna make Raw the third God card into like a, a, a convention exclusive. Oh no! I'm gonna be so upset. They might. There's a uh, there was a I don't know if it was. If it was ECCC, ECCCC, ECC, ECC, yeah, uh, it, that had an exclusive Emma, Emma Frost and Jean Grey variant. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> There's <laughs> some good ones. They have a they Not have a Mushu it. riding a panda. Uh, from Mulan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a what? print. No, it's a no, it's a, a Funko. Funko Pop. Oh, a Funko, Funko Pop. Got it. I was thinking of sorry, comics. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. So you can use the promo code with the links in the description we also have a patreon and a t public to support us uh financially those are both the links those links are both in the description thank you to everyone who listens we greatly appreciate all your support over this long long years um we are getting close to you're waving at me i also did a dune talk with bored and annoyed today that will be up on the bored and annoyed podcast uh youtube channel uh sometime soon you're right hey real quick not to uh not to forget, forgot we did not no talk about deed. No Good Deed at the very end oh. of the uh, sixth issue by Chris Eliopoulos oh. and Jordi Belair. Oh, it's so cute. How did I forget? That's the mouse droid. <clears throat> about the mouse droid oh of Darth Vader. Mouse droid. And Vader know. just uh, Calvin and Hobbes style killing fools left and right. He just yeah. wants, to, take, more peanut he just wants to meditate, you guys. That's yeah, all that's he wants to do. more peanut style. And then he's like, you're the only one who to not um, instigate my ire. He runs into a shin until now. Yeah, it um, was. A, I didn't think you could make Darth Vader so effing charming. Yeah, it's cute. By um, killing people left and right. Yep. Sorry, didn't mean to derail you. No, it's fine. Gotta gotta get my group back. Um, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. We greatly appreciate all your help over these over these long years. Um, you can find him at Jer- at Instagram on Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He does our our music and our interim stuffs. Uh, he also does a podcast called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Suburban Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Uh, for our, our logos, we greatly appreciate all the work you do. Hopefully, more in the future. Uh, even though he lives in in Seattle, bum f North Dakota. I don't know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find him at Mike Patola though. Um, if you guys like to get in touch with us, we're at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, ben? You can find me at uh, Phoenix, Arizona next weekend watching baseball. But besides that, you can also what's find your, me. What's the address there so they can actually find you? I don't know. I'm going to be at like four different stadiums the whole weekend. I'm not serious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, you can also find me being Nostalgia's Bitch at BenMagna27 on Instagram and Twitter. You accepted it. And also writing for. No, say milk. Say milk. Can I at least finish for the website I'm going to write for? Sure. Or writing for? You can sure. also um, see me write about classic video games on oldschoolgamermagazine.com. <sighs> milk. Just say Stephen King real quick. Just say Stephen King. No. Okay. He said milk. <clears throat> we finally got it, guys. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I, right? <laughs> um, there was a New Mutants uh, TV spot that has new footage in it. The New Mutants movie looks really cool. I'm at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Sparks. Hey, you can find me singing all about dinosaurs in love oh. at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Then they die. Now subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Stay fake nerds.